Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Chevy. We are... 15 weeks into the National Football League season, getting set for week number 16. Um, as many of you mentioned on Twitter, this is our first podcast in a couple of weeks. And um, the reason for that, in case you were wondering or was, weren't following along on the Twitter feed uh, last week, uh, last week, between weeks 14 and 15, um, for personal reasons, I had to peg Friday as opposed to earlier in the week as the uh, date to tape the podcast. Uh, we had a game in Philadelphia. I had an event in New York City um, that I had to do, so I stayed in New York and did the Philly game. You know, I rarely talk about what my personal schedule is, but the reason why I wanted to bring this up is, again, why uh, we haven't done the show in a couple of weeks. And um, we had a, a podcast all ready to go last Friday with uh, the two hosts of the Red Zone, who happen to also work in this building on NFL Total Access, uh, Andrew Siciliano, and uh, who does the Red Zone on DirecTV, highly popular. He's been doing it for years. And uh, Scott Hansen, uh, the host of the Red Zone version uh, that NFL Network p- puts out. And we thought it would be great to have them, not only because they were only in the same roof, but, I mean, they're basically becoming uh, uh, popular, uh, culturally popular in this nation. So many people watching the Red Zone more and more often for their games. At any rate, uh, we had that all teed up. And... Uh, uh, Newtown happened, and um, we just figured it just wasn't the right thing to do. Talking football and podcasting, and and um, so we didn't do it, and um, and I think everybody can understand why. And I bring that up not only to mention why we didn't do it last week, but also to uh, mention here on this show, um, you know how our hearts and prayers go out, and and at this point it, you hear it so often it, it may ring hollow or or not sound genuine, but it, it really is. Um, personally, I, I'm completely broken up about it, having two young kids myself, and and the way that the NFL um, paid tribute this week, flags at half, uh, staff, and moments of silence, and so many players going out and and paying their own personal tribute. Chris Johnson putting the names of, of all the kids who who fell, who who were killed that day, and running for 94 yards with the kids on his shoes. I mean, I get goosebumps just even talking about it. But anyway, we just, you know, uh, I, I, I even now it's difficult to just talk football as it was over the weekend on NFL game day morning. But, you know, uh, uh, obviously the football life goes on and, and I, I still can't get over what happened there and what, what's going on in Newtown even this week with all the funerals and and if it's any at all uh, help or um, condolence, what what I'm saying now and what I'm saying for, for everybody here at the NFL Media and NFL Network, um, then then I hope it I hope it gives some comfort 
that we can talk football and you can lose yourself in that and just know that we're with you and never forgetting. And uh, personally, I'm going to try and do my best to do something about this never happening again. And I just wanted to say that as we start off this show and bring in my two Chris's, Chris Law, good to see you, sir. Rich, good to see you. And Chris Brockman. Rich, it was a pleasure, man. Uh, good to see you guys. Good to see you. How you doing? I missed, I missed chatting with you guys. Yeah, it's been, That'd be it's very been a while. Honest. I missed, I, I I missed you, it, too. As you said, I mean, it was definitely... It would have been tough last week to talk football when it no was happening. There's no way. As yeah. you know, we were. I was on our my email, flight back from, from Philadelphia, right. re- following along on 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 uh, online. My flight had the the old go go. It just it just was incredible. And then there's the reaction to people on the plane. You could hear everyone was following along. It just was. Yeah. Uh, you know. So, it, it's saw, just a, terrible. Uh, saw a pretty cool thing today, though. Actually, um, I guess Ann Curry started this thing where. Uh, 20 so acts. 26 acts of 20 acts for, for, for the, the kids and 26 for, for all those who fell and, and yeah. you know, were killed in the Which, building. you know, it's kind of like that pay it forward th- three, three nice okay, And that's really what you can do. You know, so I've been having this conversation with so many friends, like, what can we do? What can we do? What right. can we do? And, you know, obviously you can call your 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 congressman or congresswoman and, and tell them to demand a plan. Get a plan right. here. Let's get a plan. And uh, this is not politics. This is the, needing a plan here. And I think everybody can agree that what, what happened – um, you know, even if it wasn't preventable on that day, maybe if there was a different approach towards uh, guns or viewpoint culturally about guns, maybe this could have been changed. And, and it's time to start that now. Um, this is no politics, no Second Amendment politics. But anyway, long story short, I was talking with friends about it. It's just like, you know, if you have kids, that's your first priority. Work on them. Get their heads on straight instill the right values in them. And if everybody does that and sends those people out into the world, it's a better place. Yep. And then there's the other, what you pointed out, the 20 acts, 26 acts of kindness that you can do over a span of time. That's that's another thing. And um, you got to start with yourself and start in your own home. And, and that's, you know, what I think is obviously the way to go, you know, to start. So um, at any rate, um, it's week 16. It is rich in the NFL, and on this show, uh, we've got two. We've got three guests. Three guests. Okay, yes. in studio, the Schaefers are coming back in here. I guess technically four guests since there's two. Of well, them. there's two of them, and then we're going to surprise them with one. And I, I don't think we're going to even mention it now, don't or surprise them. With it. No, no. 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 Nope. Okay. Surprise for Just everybody. know that we're going to surprise them. It's the, it's the holiday season, Rich. Yes. We surprises. don't know that we've got something under the Hanukkah bush or Christmas tree. <laughs> yes. Festival, or Festivus Pole. The Festivus Pole. Right. Yeah, right. We're, well, certainly with Jeff Schaefer coming in. <laughs> yes. We, I, I want to ask him about Festivus. He might have been, I think he was, I think he had something to do, or he was definitely around on the Seinfeld staff, writing staff when Festivus hit. But anyway, uh, he, Jeff Schaefer, and his lovely wife, Jackie Schaefer, are coming in. As Jeff the, likes to say, the hot one is here. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the league on FX is concluding its uh, latest stellar season in which uh, Dion. Our boy Prime. Guest, guest uh, starred a couple weeks ago. You know, the, the league only rolls out the star-studded cameos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Brockman, <laughs> Dion, Seth Rogen, Brockman. <laughs> and so they're Brooklyn coming Decker. in. And it's also not only great to have them in uh, for various reasons. Again, the league on FX is concluding Thursday nights at uh, 10.30 Eastern time. The season's concluding. They are also huge Seattle Seahawks fans, and they are boat racing the free football they world really right are. now. They have what is uh, it? One hundred eight. They have won their last two games by a combined ninety-one points. 91. And the last team to do that was the nineteen forty-one Bears. Bears. 
Ooh. saw Randall Lou. That rampaged that their way to the NFL championship and won the title that year. And so the Sea, I mean, the Sea. Why not the Seahawks? Why not the Seattle Seahawks? Why not um, Russell Wilson for rookie of the year? I tweeted that out the other day. That if Russell Wilson, if RG three had done what Russell Wilson did to the Bills, yeah, I saw that. We in the national media would be doing backflips, right? So three one, rushing touchdowns. Seahawks can be rookies of the year too. Three <laughs> rushing that. touchdowns, one running touchdown, one passing, passing touchdown, right. Right, one passing touchdown. If if RG three had done that, oh my goodness, yep. right? Well, the world would have stopped. But he's he's up there in the Pacific Northwest, and, and he's he, just it's just Seattle. It's it's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. They can't really do it on the road. Well, they've beaten the Bills on the road. They whipped the Bills on the road, and they they took the down the Bears on the, on the road, which has totally put the Bears in a free fall. Because oh. if the Bears had taken care of business that day, they might. I don't know what the scenario they is. Might We're going to go over some playoff scenarios. Already. They could have. They could right. have. They could have clinched a playoff spot. So much for Lovey being this coach of the year. I know. Jeez. Good eight well, same in. with Shiano too. <laughs> yeah, my guy, my guy's out. Your guy's, my out. guy's out. Your guy is still in the mix with uh, with um, Arians carrying the mantle for Chuck Pagano, who's yes. your who's your transitive pro- property coach, gives, me, oh, gives me. Oh wow! Arians, right? Well, they may they may well you know, done. They may, it may it may it may. Um, it may split. Split it, right? And not and by the way, I, I didn't mean to just talk over your your, your use of, of transitive <laughs> postulate right there. What a pro- property. But anyway, um, so having them in for that is also crucial. Also, in the fantasy league in which I am in with uh, the fantasy league in which I have um, Jeff Schaefer as an opponent, I'm facing him in the finals this week. Championship oh, game. Excellent. Me versus Jeff Schaefer. And we will go over. For all the marbles. For all the marbles in the Jeff Garland League. Wow. What, what is Schaefer's team's name? Stephen Hawking's cleats. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Stephen And mine are the <laughs> shitbows. <laughs> go ahead and, and, and mark the, uh, yeah. the time stamp on that. I'm the uh, shitbows against uh, Stephen Hawking's cleats. A battle royale for all the Jeff Garland League marbles. Which I'm we guessing will talk would about be a lot of marbles. That. We'll talk about that. Can't wait. Also on this show, Joe Beningo of WFAN uh, uh, in New York City. He doesn't have much to talk about now. <laughs> he is, for those who may not know, certainly the international listeners, this is going to be a treat for you. Because I figured with what's going on with the Jets, he is a humongous Is something going Jet on with fan. the Jets, Rich? With them being freshly eliminated due to a five-turnover performance by Mark Sanchez in the must-win game on national television in which they finally, finally, after 14 weeks, put Tim Tebow out for an entire series. And then it fell so, so flat. It was so bad. My tweet was John Gruden was, uh, raised his leg on that series <laughs> as if it was a fire hydrant. I saw that one. <laughs> and Gruden rarely has a, a bad thing to say about it anybody. Yeah. But he let him have it. Based on the scheme, it really wasn't Tebow's ability. I think what really angered him is the scheme because, as you know, Gruden is a spread offense guru. I think that the way that Gruden comes out of the booth from Monday Night Football is if he gets a quarterback coming either from college or somebody in the pros like Cam or somebody who he believes that he can take a spread offense like you see in college, add a little bit of pro tinkering to it, and beat the crap out of people with that. Michael, I believe he he wants to do that. Michael Vick in New York? 
I don't know if Vic he would do that. No, because Vic is too concussion prone. Would he take would he take Tebow? Would he take Tebow? No. Tebow's not the guy. But the fact that people rag on Tebow or they like the Jets did put Tebow out in like say third and seventeen, run an empty set. So there is no threat of running the ball. I know it's third and long, but the bottom line is Tebow's uh, ben- benefit of having Tebow is you don't know what he's going to do with the ball, and maybe he does run it on third and 17. I've seen first downs picked up like that when you least expect it. They run an empty set, five wide, don't protect him, and the five guys run straight down the field like they're eight-year-olds <laughs> in a sandlot. Okay, there's no scheme at all. It's just like, run as far as you can. And I'm going to get it to you. They got no spy. That's why I think Gruden was upset. Right. He wasn't, you know, I I think he thinks the world of Tebow, and I think he definitely loves that spread offense. And he sees that when that happens, it denigrates the offense that I believe he wants to employ if he ever does come out of the booth, if the quarterback and the franchise situation, the money obviously is right at any rate. With all of that going on and the fact that they are benching Mark Sanchez this week for the third-string quarterback, which shows you exactly what Rex Ryan thinks about Tim Tebow after all said and done. Right. They're going with the third-string quarterback, Greg McElroy, over Tim Tebow against San Diego and then probably against Buffalo for the last game of the year, although it would be typical Jets if they start Tebow in the last game of the year. With all of that going on and Sanchez, untradeable, uncuttable. Salary cap wise, all of that I figured getting this guy from New Jersey who loves to rant and rave about his New York Jets, getting Joe Beningo on the air. Forget about it. Right Forget at the time when the emotion is most raw. Hey. Right at the moment when we can get him in his most vulnerable state. Is my finger going to be on the on the bleep button? No, no, no. Okay. But you will hear. It may be just like I say one word, and it'll be another 90 seconds till I talk again. You might hear me laughing in the background. For you, as a New England Patriot fan, despite what happened to you this week. That's fine. I'm okay with Sunday This night. is going to be, like I said to you, this is for you, good medicine. This is for the Patriot fan, arms behind the back of the head, right. like Red Auerbach, kicking back, smoking a cigar. This guy, uh, I figured he deserves the international stage, and he's going to join us later on. From WFAN. On WFAN in New York City. He's filling in for Francesa this week. Nice. So, uh, but let's get to some other uh, items. Um, oh, and just to, to circle back, yeah. uh, the Red Zone guys, we're hoping to have them back on next week. To next week. To put a little bow tie on the yeah, season. Yeah, well, I, before week 17, before the last Red exactly. Zone week, we'll, yep. get San, we'll get Siciliano and, exactly. and Hanson back in. So, uh, the way things work right now is the Atlanta Falcons right now are one win away uh, one win away this week from taking down the entire home field advantage throughout the playoffs. All they got to do is win the first game of the week, which is Saturday night at Detroit. And Detroit just lost to Arizona, which couldn't get out of its <laughs> own way for, as we know, for the last two and a half months. So it looks like Atlanta, after taking care of business against the New York Giants. Was that impressive week, or what? Whoa. I mean, just, I mean, I guess they, they, they know how to beat Mannings in that building. Uh, we saw what they did against Peyton this year with all the picks that they got on that Monday night game back in week two. I mean, what is Matt Ryan now, like 35-4 and four at home or something? Uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I said it on game day morning. I've said it on this show. It, they've got to do that in mid-January. You take a look at the rest of the playoff field in the NFC right now. Because two years ago they had a home playoff game against the Packers and got they, boat raced. It, it may, correct. Correct. 
it's going to be a team like Washington, Seattle, Minnesota, Dallas, could be the Giants again, that comes in the divisional week and and into their house. And that may be – that's the game they got to win. Mm-hmm. they got to win that. All those teams that I've just mentioned, with the exception of Seattle, by the way, I believe in them big time. Seattle, the way that they're playing, they could beat anybody anywhere. Right. Right now, and I, uh, I, I don't think I'm overstating that. Atlanta should win their first divisional game this year. Tony Gonzalez, with the way they're playing and the way that the field is shaping up, should go ahead and get his first career playoff win, which I still can't believe he 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 needs uh, to get. I thought for sure he'd get it right now. So Atlanta's got that right now in Week 16. Uh, I think they will have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. You take a look at the uh, Seahawks and the 49ers. What a big Sunday night game this week. Huge. Although I thought for sure the NFC West would be up for grabs this week. It is not because of what the 49ers did in New England. It was on Sunday night last very Sunday impressive. Night. And what that was was the first team outside of the AFC East to go into New England and beat them in December since the 97 Steelers. They are also though 1 and 3 against the NFC this yes, season. Yes. And they're 3 and 1 against the rest of the playoff teams currently in the AFC field. Yeah. Go figure that. Wacky. Go figure that. It was something. Yeah, I was producing the highlight that night, you know, for game day final, and it right. was something to sit there up, you know, down thirty-one to three in the third quarter, just mm-hmm. kind of what's going on right now. And then you feel for Ridley after a game like that because those conditions were awful. I mean, a bunch of people fumbling. Man, well, sure, the ball was hot all over the place, but the Forty ers seemed to hold on to it and that make Frank the plays. Touchdown and, run. Was but if, if if the Niners win this game. Uh, if they let's just do it, look at it this way. I mean, Kaepernick looked great, and and I, I couldn't believe they went the they went prevent defense on Tom Brady. You can't do that, man. It just looked like they backed off. They sure. even said it. They, even, they even said, said it. it. They went right. zone. You just can't do that. Why do you do that? Well, when it was thirty-one seventeen, you you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, once they're going to the get back in. Of, once all you got to do is just give Brady one play. Seriously, you're one play away from the snowball starting. I don't understand that. I and it was it was a fifty yard bomb it. to Brandon Lloyd. You don't got change going. anything. Let them keep trying to beat what they can't beat in the first half of that game. It made no sense to me, and that just the snowball kept going and going and going. Well, in the, the first half, they going. got they got pressure, on and Brady then all too. of a sudden, LaMichael James Ugh. with his biggest play of the year definitely Ugh. runs it back to the plus side of the field. And then Kaepernick, one cock of the arm, finds Michael Crabtree and you get the lead again. And Belichick pulls another fourth down attempt deep in his own end. I thought he should have punted it, Wait. but that's that's well, that's there was my two twenty to go. Uh, I mean, you punt it, you play three and out, and you give Brady the chance to try and 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 march down the field one more time with no timeouts left. He's done it before. Well, they had the right play call. Woodhead should have just stopped. I thought he could have caught it and made a move. Yeah, that's a little bit on Brady too. He, he he's thrown to a five foot. That's seven what I mean. Receiver. And he threw it way too high. So now San Francisco, uh, with a win on Sunday night in Seattle, would win the NFC West. And if Green Bay somehow loses at home to the Titans, which I don't believe that is going to happen, let's put it that way, <laughs> um, the Titans are in Green Bay. Uh, should that happen earlier in the day and Seattle and San Francisco win um, at night, that would give them a bye week in the NFC or the other bye week in the NFC, which Atlanta already has, has acquired. Um, they uh, Actually, no, they, they acquire with a win this week. 
All they got to do is win. They get a first round. Well, if they if they win, they get they get the whole enchilada. They haven't gotten a first round buy at Atlanta. Right. One win gets in the whole thing. Gets in the first round buy and gets in the home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. Now Washington, Washington I'm with Kirk Cousins. I'm pulling for this. Doing what he did last week, keeping things going without RG three. Kirk Cousins, everybody. By the way, not to cut you off. Go ahead. How many teams in the NFL would like to have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback right now? Arizona would raise their hands for that. New York Jets? Two rookie quarterbacks, by the way, have gone ahead and uh, won for the Redskins this year. And we were in Radio City Music Hall when they chose Kirk Cousins. We were all like, why would he do that? They just traded the entire farm to get RG3. He is the guy of the future forever. If it all works out, he is the guy of the future forever. If it doesn't work out, then you are in such deep doo-doo that you don't even need Kirk Cousins. You need, you need 15 other people. And they did still need a whole bunch of holes to fill. And we were all wondering, what sure. are you doing? Certainly, if yeah, RG3, the way he's going to play, he's going to get hurt. And at one point, Kirk Cousins may have to play a game. How are you going to ha- have two rookies there? What is, is he nuts? And he's crazy like a fox. <laughs> well, Not only the... does Cousins come in in the late game of two weeks ago, which we didn't talk about last week because of, of, of no podcast, but what he did against the Ravens coming in in that spot – Converting the touchdown when they need it, then the two-point conversion, then the overtime that, drive. That was more impressive to me, for sure. No, what's more impressive to me is in Cleveland, he had knew the whole week he had to play a full game. At least in that, you're, you're thrown into an adrenaline, adrenaline rush, maybe. Right. And you, all you need to do is, hey, Kirk, all we need is just 10 yards out of you. And then all we need is just you run a sneak. And then just don't make a mistake in overtime. I understand that's easy to say. Yeah. But when you've got a full week of prep, the whole, whole game plan. world is on your shoulders. And Cleveland's no slouch. They've been playing very Correct. tough. And things didn't go very well for them in the first quarter right. of that game. He threw, a, he threw a tip ball, pick six. But you and I watch a lot of Big Ten football. Whoa. And you, know, you know Cousins. I mean, I, he's, listen, he's a good quarterback. Well, same Russell Wilson, too, man. Yeah. Right? Well, all of that, the Redskins have a playoff clinching scenario. And it's got? only one. They've got to win. No, no. This week. Yeah, this week the they Eagles. could clinch a playoff spot. They beat the Eagles in Philadelphia, which, all due respect, with LaShawn McCoy coming back just for my other league, <laughs> just for my other league, You're where out. I've got I Bryce mean, Brown. Yeah, are you you don't have a chance No, I'm in the league, losers. I'm in the losers oh, bracket okay. in the last place <laughs> game. Is there and a, I don't even want to go through the bad beat crap. Is there because relegation I, I, in that here's the part. Here's the worst part. is The points were on the bench each and every week the last few weeks of my losing streak. Points were on the bench. It's bad GM. The needed points were on the bench. They were there. A, if I had only pulled the trigger. But at any rate. Just in time, LaShawn McCoy's coming back, and, and Reed, Andy Reid says, ah, but it won't be nearly as many touches as you're used to. Great. Now I can't play either one of them. At any rate, they, they, here's the, the Redskins scenario. Win against the Eagles. Okay. They're in. Uh, with a Giants loss in Baltimore, a Bears loss in Arizona, and a Minnesota loss in Houston. Let me tell you. Not? That's not out of the realm. Right. I could see the Bears. Uh, I could see the Bears spitting the bit. They are who we thought they were, like totally falling apart. And they've lost five now, out of six they, right that, now. That, and that's what that, that's what it's on the line with Lovey right now. It's like, yeah. can you last chance saloon in a way here? Can you go and win a winnable game that you have to win, and you should win? They should win that game. They should win that game. They have played once since the. They are who we thought they were. Can you can you just for for me right now play yeah, it, please? Yeah, absolutely. The Bears are what we thought they were. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. 
please. Right? It's Anytime so you got the great. opportunity to do that. He's great. He's so great. You know, he's, he's around here for the coaches show. Yeah, I know. I see him in the green room snacking. I see him in the green room snacking every week. He's the best. So, hey, did you have any issue with their locker's comments this week? No. No? No. I, I had a little what, issue. To, to what? About, about, oh, about the, fans? the fans? Oh, I thought you meant the Finley stuff. No, the media stuff I think is fine. But uh, the, the, when you come out and say, I don't care about the fans, and they pay your salary. Let me tell you something. Erlacher walks down the street, Michigan Avenue. Somebody going to flip him the bird because of what he said? Hell no. I'll have a pen saying, please sign this for me. Yeah. And, and, and I, d- deep down, he's just angry. I'm, uh, I, he doesn't take him for granted. He, might, he just popped off. The, I, he, give, I give him a pass, and I bet you Bears fans give him a pass. Is he too. back with the Bears next year? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question. Depends on you know what he wants to do, and it depends on, on, on the money. Is Lovey back with the Bears next year? I don't year? think so. I don't think so. So if they lose, let's put it this way: if they lose this week to Arizona, right, and, and, and that, then it'll be a total collapse. It would, go, it would go eight. They would go from eight and three to eight and seven. Well, right, seven Michael and one. Bush is on the IR. They got to get a second receiver or a tight end. Khalil Bell. I mean, they're falling apart. They're falling apart. It's just not working. I totally can see Arizona winning this game. That's a feasible scenario for the Washington Redskins. If Seattle wins on Sunday night, they're in with a playoff spot. And then there's a whole bunch of scenarios. Uh, which Seattle can clinch by them tying. And the reason for that is what happened, obviously, with the team that's in front of them. So I'm going to throw all those scenarios out. Here are the three scenarios under which the Seahawks clinch. They win at home. They're in. Let's say earlier in the day Chicago loses to Arizona and Minnesota loses to Houston and Washington loses in Philadelphia. That puts them in. And here's the other scenario, if you stick with me. Chicago, Minnesota, Dallas loses at home to New Orleans, and Washington ties. So that ain't happening either. There's two scenarios. Seattle wins, or they get, they get losses from Chicago and Minnesota and Washington. So that's where that goes. That's Seattle. Interestingly enough, Dallas has no playoff clinching scenario this week. But the Giants do. So if Dallas loses, are they out? I don't know the answer to that. You would think so. Right. I don't know what losses. I can only know. I only have in front of me what's clinching. Got it. Uh, here's how the Giants clinch a playoff berth. They win in New in Baltimore, and then they need <laughs> Chicago, Minnesota, Dallas, and Washington to all lose. <laughs> that's how they're Hey, in. stranger things have happened. Um, and so that's the NFC playoff picture. The AFC playoff picture, Houston gets a uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They're like Atlanta right now. They haven't clinched a bye, but one win at home against Minnesota clinches them home field throughout the entire playoffs. New England playoffs losing in the AFC. set that all they up. They did. Right. Correct. Correct. And that, if Houston does that with Minnesota losing, sets the whole six seed into a tizzy in the NFC because that's what Minnesota is right now because of Adrian Peterson's Peterson. insane Pace. MVP. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. Two weeks ago, we were all having conversations of Peterson can't win the MVP because he's on a bad team. They're 8-6 and six in the current sixth seed. I mean, Because of him. Because of him. And here's the stat. Here's the one stat that you need to know about if you're, if you're of the belief that, that he should be MVP, here is the stat you tell your friends in this argument. Here it is. The argument goes like this. There are seven games this year in which Adrian Peterson – has more rushing yards than the Vikings have passing yards. Seven times that has happened. Doesn't he have a higher yards per carry than Ponder does pass per attempt? Yeah. I mean, think about that. You know? So, 
long story short, he's in the mix. That is a stat right there. Seven times. He's had more running yards in a game than they've had passing yards. By the way, no knee brace. No knee brace. That's what does it for me. So he's in the mix right now. Denver, because of the New England loss as well, is the two seed now. And all they have to do is win out. And they're the two seed. They're kind of the team, too, that no one's talking about. They've won nine straight, right? Well, I think they're the best team in the league right now. I can't deny that. And all they got to do is win at home against Cleveland and then win at home against Kansas City. And And the only way they have to leave Denver for a football game is if Houston Houston wins out all the way through to the AFC Championship game. And then it is possible that Peyton Manning does not have to leave Denver until he goes home to New Orleans to play a Super Bowl game, which, by the way, CBS's head would pop off its collective <laughs> neck if Peyton Manning is the quarterback. What in a his fun hometown. two weeks that would be. All right. And, and so he's off. He's done with the road. There's no way Cleveland or Kansas City is going to lose at home, uh, is going to beat Denver in Denver. There's no way. In my mind, obviously, as we've seen in the past few weeks, there's no predicting anything. Brendan Whedon's not going 93 yards a la Elway. That was a big New England loss on Sunday night. Yeah. Because all they had to do was get through that. They're in Jacksonville this week, and then they are home uh, finishing up against Miami. While you're talking Denver, does, uh, does they could have been home in second, the two seed. Yep. Does Strahan's sack record go down? I think so. I think so, too. That's amazing. We could see the sack record and the rushing I record I think so. Broken. Both, and, both the, and the receiving Alden, yards record. Both Watt and Alden Smith have 19 and a half sacks now. They need three, three and a half. How do they not get that over two, two games? games? And, uh, and, and if, while we're talking records, Adrian Peterson is 186 yards shy. Uh, 100, pardon me, 188 yards shy of 2,000. Two, 294. You know what's insane, too? Already, already, already 294 for Eric Dickerson. For Eric Dickerson. And already the greatest running back season of all time. Based on, well, based on it was this year, this weekend, the one-year anniversary Christmas of him blowing out, blowing out his, his knee. Unbelievable. He, well, well, you know what's interesting? They sh- they've been showing the list of the top five rushing guys of all time. You know, obviously Dickerson's top, Jamal Lewis. O.J. Simpson is, is sixth on that list, mm-hmm. and he did it in a 14-game season. 2,004 which, yards. Which I think is more impressive. In a 14-game than... season. That's Plus, insane. the Bills had no pass game back then. That was 73, I think. So, uh, right now, it looks like Houston and Denver are going to be your, your first two seeds in the, in the playoff race in the, uh, in the AFC. The Ravens, who have fallen and can't get up, imagine if Ray Rice didn't convert that fourth and 29 against they San Diego. Be That'd out. be a four-game losing streak right now. Right. They would be 8-6 and six right now instead of 9-5. and five. I gave them some flack. Their, uh, their official Twitter tweeted out uh, re- <laughs> yeah. they tweeted out re- retweet something uh the ravens are in the playoffs for the fifth straight year and it was like and it was like <laughs> right after they had lost right after right. they had lost their third straight game yeah. ray lewis might come back this week they got the giants at home and then they're and then they're at cincinnati talk about two playoff they're teams, in. they clinched because pittsburgh lost in dallas but two teams going in the wrong direction trending all downward. you gotta do is get in all they got to do is get in. all they got to do is get in and they could get in as the afc north champions if they win this week if they win this week, if not, then it's going to be completely up for grabs. Um, you know, Cincinnati losing still does not guarantee this division. No, because all they got to do is go there next week and beat them. You know, so um, they they would just be one game behind, and that's the scenarios. Otherwise, if just even a Cincinnati loss would be the end of it. A Baltimore tie and a Cincinnati loss is the only way. 
that they, they can face so many injuries clinch too, this though. division with yeah. a a home loss with a, a Cincinnati loss this week. And and they they do have the punters are people to campaign. It's How really amazing is that? That is awesome. Go to the blog page richeisen.nfl.com. We sent 64 shirts to the Ravens because they asked for it in purple, which was cool. Yeah, we went purple. And they, there's a shot. I mean, Ray, it's uh, Terrell Suggs is in there. Ray, Lew- all those guys. Everybody, are wearing it. Flacco, Flacco, so good. Tony Tony not the wind so beneath good. his wings too much, but. Um, and the Colts, how about the Colts? They're at Kansas City this week. A very winnable game. They win this For game. For 10 wins. They're in. They're in. Or Pittsburgh loses. If Cincinnati wins, if Cincinnati wins, the entire field is clinched. If the Ravens win, too. Let's put it that way. If Cincinnati wins, uh, they clinch a playoff spot and also gets Indianapolis in. And that, no, that clinches the field. It's over. Because the Ravens have already clinched the playoff spot. Cincinnati wins. Cincinnati beats Indianapolis. As Cincinnati beats uh, the Steelers, everybody's in. We know. We know. We know the six teams in the AFC field. Steelers are out. Bengals are in. The only thing is, we don't know who's in as the AFC North champion, and it would come down to the Week 17 game on that front. Which leads me to what NBC has in front of them. Because as you know, the last game of the year is always a flex game that NBC could take any game they want on the Week 17. There's set. only one game. There's to no take preemptors, that week, and right now it looks like Washington and, and Dallas. Absolutely. Dallas and Washington seems to be that game Absolutely. because they, the the league and NBC wants a win and in game. They've been lucky enough to have that the last few years, where the winner gets in, and if they lose, they're out, and somebody sitting at home on a couch gets in. And just the way things are shaping up right now. That's the way it looks. It is possible. I mean, don't you want Robert Griffin in primetime? It, it, yes, of course. Hey, for all, for it all is the- possible, too. Just one, one last thing on this, on this subject. Um, Green Bay at Minnesota might mean something for Minnesota, and it might mean something for Green Bay to get a bye week. And, or, and, or, Peterson, and, going Peterson, and Peterson going for the record. That might be something that if, it's a win, if Minnesota needs it, controls their destiny, and gets it, and Peterson can go for the record, and and Green Bay needs it to get a bye week. NBC might be so inclined, but not you know, if Dallas and Washington is is, for is all a win in it, right? Correct. Yeah, and they won't, you know, and that and decision it, is going to be made on, te- on both Monday. Both those teams would have to win this well, week. All, we'll all, find out Monday. For all the flack that Dez has taken over in the media for the he's past played two great. years, he's been with awesome one, with one hand, with one hand, with I mean, nine fingers. The guy deserves some credit. No it's doubt. Pretty inc- incredible. You know what? Deserves some credit too is Cam Newton. Cam Newton yeah. has turned things around. Ten touchdowns, no picks in his last five games. Tony Romo, too. And to spin it forward on fantasy there, everyone's been giving him flack. He's the second-highest point scorer Who, in fantasy football this year, Cam? behind Tom Brady. Where, where is, three, well, I was say Rob, Robert Griffin was number one. In, so that's in the playoff league. scenario. The Cowboys have a big game against New Orleans, which, by the way, is still alive. Uh, is, that the Sean, told, is that the Sean Payton Bowl? It is the Sean Payton Bowl, <laughs> wherever he is. I'm sure he'll be very interested in seeing that, and I'm sure his name will come up. One name that will not come up is Josh Brent. At least it won't come up with him because if you see uh, Brent, uh, uh, you won't see him on the sideline. Right. Uh, as the Cowboys received a lot of grief, including from these parts right here. Me as well. I had a little bit of an kicking on the sideline. Of the two of you on that. What's that? Well. Well, and then we'll get to Beningo. Well, well, go ahead and give your give your guys side of it. No, you go. Well, I, I, I look if if Jerry Brown's parent family wasn't in support of it, I would say absolutely not. But apparently, you know, the two guys went to Illinois together. It, they're, he's like a second son to them. And the other side of that is Jerry Brown made a decision to get into the car and was probably drinking as well that night. Well, doesn't change anything. 
but she doesn't want to see this guy. This guy's life can go in two ways. It's at a it's at a fork in the road. It can either go completely downhill. Everyone can alienate him. Or those guys can stand up and support him. And, and just to bring people up to speed who may not know the full story, Josh Brent, uh, the defensive lineman of the uh, Dallas Cowboys, uh, a couple of weeks ago got into a car, um, crashed it. His teammate, Jerry Brown, who, as you pointed out, is known since college, was in the passenger seat. He died. Brent uh, blew point one eight, yeah, which is twice. A little over twice. Twice the legal limit. Yeah. And was arrested on intoxicated manslaughter charges, bonded himself out the next day, and within seven days was on the sideline with the Cowboys on a nationally televised, essentially, game on CBS. Sure. Seen on the sideline, and a lot of people were outraged that he was there. And you have given the uh, the point of view that the mother of Jerry Brown told the Dallas Cowboys and the team to support him in any way possible because that's what Jerry would have wanted, that's what she wanted with her sense of forgiveness, and, and, and that is your viewpoint. My viewpoint is this, that nobody, not everybody knows when they see Josh Brent on the sideline that the mother has said what she has said. Not everybody knows that. Just seeing that visual, I, I'm somebody who is fortunate enough to communicate to millions on a weekly basis mm-hmm. on this podcast and on television, and I can't even guarantee that everybody who sees that image knows, knows that. that the mother has said it's okay to put it out there. So if you don't know that, you're thinking, okay, he just killed his friend, and eight days later, he's kicking it on the sidelines, laughing it up like he's a Visa contest winner. Sure. That's one thing. Unless you put, like, a scarlet letter sign around his neck saying it's okay with Jerry's mom, which couldn't happen. But my point of view is this. By not having him on the sidelines does not mean the team cannot support him to the fullest. Definitely. Have him at practice. Have him sit in the meetings. Sit in the film room with his friends, with his teammates. Give him the sense of community. Let him work out in the workout room. Game day, put him in a luxury box. You want to support him? Put him in the owner's box. Put him in a box with uh, the, you know, some of the, some of the uh, front, front office staff if they're sitting there. Put him in. Put him somewhere. Sidelines where it's a privilege to stand in the National Football League. No, sir. No, sir. And the Cowboys clearly have taken the point of view of what I've just sort of described because they've already announced he he's not going to be on the sideline of, for the Saints Cowboys game. Sure, and which should be the last Cowboys home game of the year. Um, because they're on the road. Well, they're on the road so. week 17, and one would assume and they're not going to be in a playoff playoffs, position right. to, to have a playoff game at home. But at any rate, be that as it may, that was what that was all about this week. Well, that was a huge con- uh, it, it uh, controversy. It definitely was, and Boomer Sison, you know, went off, and you know, as, as he should. But the flip side of that is, I mean, Dante Stallworth was on the Patriots this year, and he killed a man as well. And that guy didn't make a conscious effort to get in, in Dante Stallworth's car. That guy did cross the street illegally I know, at a crosswalk. But Josh but Josh Brent has not gone through the the, uh, the due process, the, the justice. I mean, that, justice Stolar is not ser- yet. He, he served time. Pay, well, you may not like fine. you may not you may not like the sentence that was handed down and yeah. the deal that was made. Of course, I'm just I don't. Saying, I don't. I don't and, it, and and the the bottom line is is that's on the Patriots. Sure, it's not like again. This is eight days after the car flipped. Eight. The car flipped eight days. And by saying to him, Josh, listen, man, between 
kickoff and the end of the game, we just can't have you on the sidelines. I, I, I definitely what, agree is he gonna that. Is he going to go off the rails by that? I mean, it's no, possible. I, I don't know. But, but I mean, it's three hours. It's like, Josh, you know, come, stick in, stick, please be part of it during, uh, during the pregame. After the game, credit, after, the game after the game. When he realized he was a distraction, he left. But you also have to fault some of the Dallas PR for this, not relaying any of this to the media that it was the mother. No, 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 no. Everybody knew, the that the, everybody knew that the mother had been – that's been known since, since the, the first day when, the, when they invited Brent to the uh, funeral. Yeah. The family said that we're throwing our arms around him and we can't wait for the Cowboys to do the same. And that's I'm, what sure, wanted, and I'm sure nobody feels worse than When Josh I put this Brent out does. on Twitter, I cannot understand – People are coming back to me saying how heartless it was for me to say something like that. Because why the why is the sidelines appropriate when you could do everything else outside of the out of the public eye? They are the Dallas Cowboys. Sure, the Cowboys are the Cowboys and can do whatever they want in house because it is an in house thing. Sure. In that in the in you know thank goodness he didn't the car flipped and didn't take out other civilians. Yeah. But the word Dallas, that's a city. That's a city. They represent a city, a municipality, and a police force that had to clean something up off the, off the roadway. And so if you put him out there, and I'm sitting at home thinking, oh, okay, um, it's fine with the Dallas Cowboys. You could sit there and parse it out. We're not for drunk driving, but we are gonna, we're going we're gonna to be behind this young man. You can parse that out. Definitely. As long as you don't put him on the sideline. That's my point. You can do whatever you want with him. Have him in the locker room after the game, part of the celebration where he's feeling part of the team. That's, I don't have a problem with that. That's what the mother wants. That's great. But when you put him in the public eye on the sideline where Jerry Brown had been struggling to get his spot as an active member, that's where I got a problem. Yeah, I, I just think with the Star Wars stuff, we are a little hypocritical sometimes in forgetting in, in the immediacy of the moment, making a big wrong. reaction to it. And to then me, but to me, it's apples and oranges. Not he, he, not he, he well. what he did. He went and 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 uh, was convicted and served the sentence, which I disagree with. I, th- I mean, days. I mean, it was it was no, to it was call like, it light is is an is an injustice. The word light, it was an injustice. Yeah. It, was less, it was less than a month, right? But if it's on the Patriots to say, we'll take him on, you know? Yeah. Okay. And then you can, as a fan, say, I'm, I, I have a problem with that. You could call up the Crafts and leave a message or whatever or not get your tickets or do what have you. That's fine. But this is eight days. Yeah, no, I, I just I, I appreciated the fact eight that they're days. supporting him. I, I agree that the sidelines aren't the best way to do it. And the flip side of it is, too, this isn't his first time. This is his second DUI, which... You know that's a big problem too. What if what if Stallworth was able to bond himself out? Was he on the Was he on the Browns at the time? He was on the, was, he was on the Browns. Yeah. Okay, this was the off season. What if it was yeah. the playing season? Eight days after that happens, he and bonds he, himself out. We're playing. I mean, that's great. Sure you want to be your teammate. You want to be a friend. That's great. That's great. I, I have Oof. no problem with that. Yeah. But the sideline belongs to more than just the people standing on it. That's my belief. Yeah, no, I'm not in disagreement about the, the, the sideline. I'm just the, the there is no sideline if the eighty thousand, ninety thousand, hundred thousand fans don't come into that building. There is no sideline. That's my belief. You and I are on the same page. Look at us mixing it up here. Well, we've had a lot. We're to back. Talk about. We're back. We've had a lot to talk about.
and we're just getting started. I was going to say, we we're probably not even Are you ready? You, ready? You, you think I'm fired up. You ready? I think I'm fired up. <laughs> There's a man on the phone line who's really fired up about his New York Jets, and let's get to him right now. Those in the uh, New York City metropolitan area know and love this man for years. He did the overnights. I, spell, I spoke with him on my way home from Sports Center after doing the 2 a.m. show for years and years and years. He has now uh, moved on uh, to an earlier day part uh, with his uh, buddy uh, Evan Roberts. He is none other than Joe Beningo of WFAN in New York City. Good to chat with you, Joe. How are you? Rich, uh, all the love. It's always a pleasure. Happy holidays to everybody out there. I'd be better if uh, my football team, uh, you know, was, uh, I don't know, 12 and 2 instead of 6 and 8 and already eliminated from the playoffs. Well, you know? Joe, I wanted to call you, uh, to be very honest you, with, uh, with you, uh, when your emotions were, were most raw, um, although you've had a couple of days now to sort of simmer. What, what are your thoughts right now about the Jets as they currently stand with two somewhat significant games to play to see, I guess, I, I, I don't even know what, 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 what to f- figure out with their situation. What, what's, your, what's your thoughts as, as they've got uh, two more games on the docket left here? Well, I mean, I, I think first of all, I think first thing that needs to be said, I don't see how you can sell me or any Jet fan that Mark Sanchez is the quarterback going forward with this football team next year. I mean, I don't see... I understand the cap hit. I understand the $8.2 million. It's a, it's a $17 million hit next year, and if they cut him after June 1st, it's 12-something. But you can't sell me on this guy being a quarterback anymore. I mean, to me, he's done in New York. It's over. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, you know, we could start with the way he's been handled from day one, and obviously an old Tebow thing. I know he said all the right things, Sanchez, but it had to have affected him. But I cannot, and I think every Jet fan feels the same way. I, I, I cannot have Mark Sanchez be the quarterback of this team anymore. So the uh, the fumbled snap that Bilal Powell kicked away should be his last snap as a New York Jet, is what you're saying. If it was up to me, i tell you what, if it was up to me, Rich, his last snap would have been the last pick he threw in the Cardinal game because Greg McElroy would have been the quarterback from that point on. And it's absolutely absurd that, because let's be honest, the whole T-ball thing, they were never going to put Tim Tebow in the game as a backup quarterback. Unless Sanchez got hurt on Monday night, there was no way he was ever coming out of that game. And you got to tell me, how is it possible? And I'm not saying Greg McElroy is the end-all, be-all, and that's one reason to watch these last two games, to see what Greg McElroy is, to see if we got something with this guy or not, although even those games aren't going to tell the entire story. But, I mean, you do want to see what he is. But if it was me, Rich, he would not have been back on the field after that Cardinal game. I would have started McElroy in Jacksonville. I would have started McElroy on Monday night. And I think if that would have happened, they would have won the game against Tennessee, and at least they'd be still playing meaningful football. If for no other reason, they would have uh, scaled the offense back even more with McElroy. I don't think McElroy would have made some of the dumb decisions that, that Sanchez wound up making. Uh, you know, so, I, I mean, that's the I, it boggles my mind that Greg McElroy was not suited up for, certainly for the, for the uh, Tennessee Titan game because they were never taking Sanchez out of that game so where uh, you, and putting Tebow in. Where do you point the finger? Well, I start with the owner. I mean, to me, Rich, the owner's a buffoon, let's be honest. The buffoon! He's a clown. He's a clown. Why, do you, a clown. why do you call him a clown? Yeah, because he is. He's a terrible owner. He's the one that wanted Tebow. He's more worried about selling PSLs and and you know and that kind of thing. So you buy? I mean, you a, you a buzz. You really think and, you he's know, the one who? If we if we get the CSI and we DNA this, we get the DNA on all this. The Tebow thing was Tebow becomes available, 
and he's the one that picks up the phone and calls yes. Mike Tannenbaum. He's the one I, who's paying attention. Yeah, to I, the... I, I totally, I totally believe that. I really do. I, I because Rich, it's obvious they never played the guy. I mean, you can't tell me that they want the t- that Tannenbaum and Rex want the T-ball when this kid couldn't even get on the field. I mean, come on. Are you kidding? So then, what was the what was all this stuff in in training camp about, and and the preseason about? We got a Tebow package, and we can't we can't let you in on uh, on on what we're seeing. It's a it's a private session. The Tebow the Tebow stuff that was all a rope a dope. That was all that was all an act. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, but but again, if the guy that signs the check, your check is telling you I want this guy, you know, and we're gonna, we're gonna bring him here. Uh, I mean, I, I, I but, don't know what else to say. But I mean, what do you? But what do you throw out? Why would he here, Rich? Why would they ever bring this guy here? A, if they were never going to use. That's him? a great question because well, hold on, hold on. Here, let's let's start with that before you get to the other part. Yeah, right. Because it, 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 it just take this part first. Is that is that if if Woody Johnson has never really seemed in his tenure as a Jet owner to ever tell Tannenbaum or his coach who to go get. He's always delegated in that regard, and if this was the one time in which he did, that would be sort of, I guess, odd in the fact that why would you go get him after you've already announced that you were never even interested in Peyton Manning to the point where you're giving him this contract that is now an albatross around the team's neck? So, well, I mean, that, you know what? That's an excellent question. That's the, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't answer that question. I know one thing. I know Peyton Manning. I know he had to kick the tires on him. His fiduciary duty, as he told us. He was never coming to New York to play the same place his brother is. Let's get real. That was never, never going to happen. I know. And, and they didn't have to. You know, and that was. And, and what did they give him this extension for? Just to, to kiss his rear end? To appease him? And then you turn around and you make the deal for Tebow? I mean, it's, 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 I mean, who's running the funny farm here? You know what I'm saying? And when the owner comes out and says, you can never have too much Tebow, when the owner comes out and says, you know, he's going to be here for the entire three years of his contract, that tells me that the owner is the guy that wanted him. Well, but, you know, I don't know about that, though. That's the whole thing is that maybe they saw him uh, on that Thursday night game and mm-hmm. beat the Jets. Right. And and thought, like, in this day and age, if we're going to ground and pound, this is a guy that could be the change of pace. You know, every, where everybody's going to a spread offense. We could be a hybrid. We got the offensive coordinator who brought the Wildcat to Miami, even though he – I think – I, I, I got to be honest with you. You're right. I, 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 you got to point a finger at Sperano because, I mean, this offense I – get, I get texts from Kurt Warner every week sort of laughing. And what he sees yeah. on film over over how simplistic this stuff is, and that's another reason why Sanchez is getting blame when maybe he shouldn't. But that's the whole thing is that who's who is to who? There's a story out here, man. And and to me, the story isn't like why Tebow and why wouldn't they use him if they never wanted him. That's only a story if it affected Sanchez because the the main story is what happened back in March. When they right. they extended him, because right now that is what is really holding this team up. And if Sanchez went south because Tebow was messing with his mind, or the fact that he was there, not Tebow specifically messing with him, that that's now the issue. That he's suddenly, as you point out, an unusable quarterback with an unbreakable contract. That's the yeah. issue. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you're right. I mean, that really is the issue. Look, look. Let me say this about Sanchez. Yes. He was not handled right from day one. This guy, this kid, has not been coached correctly. 
You know, I like Rex, and I'm kind of in betwixt and between whether Rex should stay or go. You know, I'm sick and tired of the coaching carousel that has been the New York Jets for basically forever, certainly the last 20 years. If they got rid of Rex Ryan now, this would be their fifth coach since 2000. I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. But he has not been coached right from day one. I don't think there's any question about that. He was totally undermined in the T-ball thing. I don't think there's any question about that. It certainly affected him mentally. He said all the right things. There's no doubt that he has said all the right things. Look, they gave him no – this offense is the worst offense I have seen. I'm watching football over 50 years. They have absolutely no skilled players at all. They got nobody that's a game-breaker whatsoever. They want to be grounded pound, yet they're two running backs who aren't terrible, but they're both, to me, number two backs. Neither of them can, you know, uh, uh, has any kind of breakaway speed or Powell and Green. You know, so they didn't surround him with any weapons. There's no doubt, Rich. But at some point, Sanchez is in his fourth year. You cannot continue to make the kind of stupid, dumb mistakes that this kid has made all year. I mean, at some point, he's got to take responsibility for that. And, and there's a stat uh, that I'm loath to tell you because I one of uh, one of my guys here on the podcast is is a is a diehard Patriot fan. Joe, oh, well, sorry, Joe. <laughs> God bless him. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You know, well, let me let me just say something because uh, you bring up the Patriots. The Patriots were a disaster franchise forever as well. Forever, and it wasn't until Bob Kraft took over that team, and now they're like the model franchise in the league. So I'm going to go back to what I said about Woody Johnson. It all comes down to ownership. I don't care what sports you're in. If that, if you have a, a solid owner that knows what he's doing, you know you're going to win. Look at the Giants. Look at the Steelers. Look at the Patriots. Look at those teams. And look at how the stability and the ownership has been, uh, and you and you see the results. Mm. You know, it's just. Woody Johnson's a disaster, Rich. He's well, a disaster. So, do you bring Tannenbaum back? Uh, I, like I said, I, here's what I would. You know, Rich, here's what I would do. Here's, here's what I'm doing. You're Woody Johnson. Right. I'm making you a billionaire owner of the okay, Jets. Here's what I'm doing. All yeah. right? Yes. I'm bringing them both back for one year. Oh. I'm bringing Tannenbaum and Rex back for one year. Okay? I'm getting rid of Tony Sperano. I know it'll be the third offensive coordinator in three years. But I'm getting rid of Tony Sperano, and I'm bringing in somebody to be the assistant head coach offense. Somebody that knows something about offensive football. But who? Because who would Rex take that Ryan knows nothing about it, and he wants nothing to do with it. But, but and, uh, he's a defensive guy, and I think the defense is better than it gets credit for being. There, you know, so there's no, a lot about this, this Jet defense, and I know they got burned in some games by the Patriots and all that. But a lot, but a lot of it is turnovers by the quarterback and the terrible play of the special teams this year, which has been an out-and-out disaster. Yeah, I know. Them in five or six games. There's no doubt about that. The defense has been pretty good. In fact, good. And that's without Darrell Revis. So I like Rex as a defensive coach, but they need to bring in an assistant. I would call the guy assistant head coach offense. But, but Joe, and he runs the offense, and he knows what the hell he's doing running it. But, Joe, who would take that gig? Who would take that know, gig knowing that, knowing, knowing that, knowing uh, that, well, maybe you could. I mean, it's possible. North Turner, he's going to get fired in San Diego. I think he is. But, he's, I think he's got a lifetime contract, too. But, I mean, I, how about him? Because, because the, he, his current owner, uh, boss, is, is the last owner who kept a general manager and a head coach perhaps a year too long. I'm with you. Uh, I, I think Rex is, is, is the right guy 
for the Jets. I think he is the right guy for the Jets. He's got the thick skin. He knows how to coach defense, man. Boy, does he know how to coach defense. But offensively, he needs some major help. And I just don't know who is going to take a job uh, if there's a new general manager or there's a general manager under a a you-better-get-this-done-or-else type uh, caveat. That's really tough to do, especially if you're an owner who is as much as Mr. T is, Mike, is such a nice guy, a great dude. I mean, this contract with Sanchez right now is killing him. Because who would be the quarterback? You say Sanchez is done. The fan base, you represent the fan base. You talk to him. You are one of them. Uh, They're done with him. How can he go back out there? And who's going to take him? Nobody's going to take him. You know, I I tweeted this out. Somebody said the Chiefs will take him. Let me tell you, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, want to draft their guy. They're sick and tired of going with somebody else's other right. quarterback. They haven't right. drafted one. The last number, the last guy they left quarterback they drafted in the first round to win a, a game for them was Todd Blackledge. Right. So the Chiefs aren't taking him. Jacksonville may. Who knows? Maybe they'll take Who's going to take Mark Sanchez with $8 million guarantee? The Cardinals definitely need a quarterback. You mentioned the Chiefs. They definitely need a quarterback. Jacksonville needs a quarterback. I mean, you know, I don't know. Would they take Sanchez? With Henny, he's still young, but I don't know. The Cardinals with Kevin Cobb and his eight million already sitting there, and yeah, that disaster. True. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do that. And then what are you going to bring in Alex Smith? You think Alex Smith's going to work in New York? No, I mean, what do you do with Tebow? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has told you all you need to know about Alex Smith. Uh, that's that's the way I look at it. Jim Harbaugh, who to me. Is a, is a very good coach and a great offensive mind. You know, he has made the move that Colin Kaepernick, that's all you need to know about Alex Smith, that, that he doesn't think he's any good. He, he doesn't think he can win a Super Bowl with the guy. So, so, so basically, um, you, were, you would stick – I mean, and what would you say on the air if they, they stick with the, the GM and the coach? Uh, but – I'm more concerned about the quarterback position than those guys right now. But are those the guys? I, I, are those the guys to make? Year. Then are those the guys to make the? Get, you know, I'm, let me just say this, Rich. If you give it to the GM, that he's got to bring. If you bring a new GM, he's got to bring his own coach in, doesn't he? I think he does. Usually that happens. That's true. But Rex is. I. I mean, I, this is not. I mean, Rex had that look on Monday night after the third interception or third turnover in the in the last five minutes of like I cannot believe. You know, this kid is letting me down like this so badly. Um, and but you know what? There's nobody to blame but Rex for that because Rex didn't have McElroy suited up for this game, and he was never going to T-ball unless Sanchez got hurt. There was no way, Richard, you know it, well, that we were going to see Tim Tebow in that game as the did, quarterback unless there was an injury. But we did see him. We saw him for an entire series for the first yeah, time that, all year. I understand that, but he was a game you know he wasn't staying in the game come they, on they decided to dress six wide receivers right and that's well, why I mean, that's, McElroy... that's absurd. six wide receivers and let me tell you with, with... Yeah. no go ahead go ahead uh, i was gonna say six wide receivers and, and out of the six guys we got none we really this team has no wide receivers braylon edwards who has been terrible for two years is the best receiver they got now and he calls them idiots and gets signed i know oh antonio cromartie's your best receiver that's true by the way, hey, the body's pretty good. That's true, but that's not. They, by the way, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He no, was no. their best, second best wide receiver. I know Curly made some plays, but yeah, Curly's also had a couple of huge fumbles this year. So I don't want to get started on him. Oh, Joe. All right, so disaster, Rich. I don't. There's no other way to say it. But you know what? Let me say this though. Yes. You say they're a disaster, but they're not. This is not the Cotite years. This this team hasn't gone four and twenty-eight over the last two years. Right. And with the kind of press that they've gotten, you think that they have. 
I mean, let's be real. If they win these last two games, that means that Rex Ryan, in four years, this is something no other Jet coach could say, if Rex Ryan gets finished at 8-8 eight eight this year, sure, it was disappointing. But that means in four years as coaching his team, he would never have had a, a losing, losing record. Season. Yeah, and there's no other Jet coach that can make that Since, statement. Nobody. I, I hear you. Uh, that's why I think he's the right guy for the gig. But the, I'm with you. That's they play what, for if nothing else, which they play for him. They do. Now he's handled the offense terribly. He's handled the quarterback situation terribly. But and, these guys play for Rex Ryan, and I think he certainly deserves another year because it's going to make the change. Well, you got to tell me what am I getting better than Rex? What? I hear you. I don't want no college coach. I, Look at what's happening with Shiano now. Well, the bloom has come off that rose pretty quick. He'll be back coaching uh, who knows where. We'll even marry before all is said and done. I don't want any college coaches here. you got to tell me who to, who is going to be better than what I got right now with Rex. I don't know. But the bottom line is this. You mentioned how all of these the attention is on them like they've lost you know, 24 out right. of 28 games. Right. It's the Tebow stuff that invited it. It invited it in. If they had just re-signed Sanchez and had McElroy backing him up and there was no Tebow drama, they right. could have they they made this situation into what it is uh, and, and, and gone about their business without having to grab back page headlines. And, and also, if they just didn't re-sign Sanchez. Those are the two yeah. things. Getting Tebow made no sense from the yeah. start. And re-signing Sanchez was a head-scratcher, too, because I know they try to sell it as a, as a, as a, a team-friendly move, that it was a movable, uh, 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 a trade-friendly contract. They just didn't envision hit the bottom falling out to the tune of, by the way, last 30 games, 50 turnovers last 30 games. This 14 in the 16 last year, 50, 5-0 giveaways, which is the most um, in the 30-game span. And not to rub it in, but the quarterback that you have to go back the furthest to get to fifty takeaways is Brady, seventy-six yeah. games, and that's the guy that and that's the guy that they traded up in the draft hoping that he'd unseat. And so it is all fall. It's officially all falling apart, man. I don't know how it happened. Hey, look, it's it's unbelievable. There's no doubt. But again, I'm going to go back to the owner, Rich, because the owner loves the attention, loves to make a splash. Loves to have his team on the back pages all the time, and I'm telling you that is. And, and unfortunately, he's not going anywhere. But I'm telling you, the biggest problem this franchise has is Woody Johnson. You know, his wife listens to this podcast. Well, she can listen two months, but I'll say it again. And I, I'm sure Woody's well aware of how I feel about him too. You know, this is a disgrace. This franchise, a disgrace right now. And I, I put it right on Woody Johnson. He's more worried about selling PSLs. And being on the back page and all of that nonsense that he is about winning Super Bowls. I'm sorry. Joe, you're the best. Thanks for calling in, man. All the love, bro. Love Happy you. Happy holidays. Same to you. See you. The one and only Joe Beningo of WFAN in New York City. I just want to say for the record, Rich, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm sure you did. There's no there's nobody better than Joe in the business about feeling it and and, and expressing it and putting it on his sleeve and then requiring Deep amounts of therapy thereafter. There's nobody, there's nobody quite like him. Uh, let's now switch gears to the world of fantasy football and comedy television with two of our favorite people returning to the podcast. Uh, the Schaefers, Jackie and Jeff Schaefer, the co-creators, co-executive producers, directors, writers, the every, the everything's a grand, the all grand high exalted mystic rulers of the league on FX, which is having its uh, season finale of its best season to date. Uh, this Thursday night on FX at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Good to see you again, Nice to see you. Best, you? best, And we're good. Best season to date because it started out with a 
full frame headshot of retirement. That's right. Let's not forget. Let's right. not forget there was a very big cabeza on the screen. And the fist pound heard around the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> of, of Chris Brockman. Brock- Brockman's tiny fist of fury. That and just- my... And Robert Griffin, my good yeah. friend Robert, as and I it's too to bad. Him. And it's too bad the two rookies that you had with speaking roles in the first uh, scene, uh, Robert Griffin III and Trent Richardson, did not pan out this year. It's a real shame yeah. that you didn't put your finger directly on the rookie uh, button right there. How, right how amazing. Our first rookies in four years, too. Is that right? Well, you yeah. chose wisely. And the, in the third one that didn't have a speaking role is blocking for someone that's going to break the that's record. Correct. Yes. That's correct. Right. Uh, Mr. Khalil has had Mr. quite Kuril, a year. Matt Khalil has had a great year, very quiet, which obviously is great for an offensive lineman. For Adrian Peterson, who's running out of his skull and onto the small screen yes. this week. Adrian Peterson is in the season finale. He is. When did you shoot him? Um, we shot him not that long ago. A few weeks ago. Is that is that... Does that, and I, I feel like I hit on information that needs to remain undisclosed as to when you He's a hard Look, as you may know, in the. He's a busy in, man. He's a busy man, so it's, it's hard to track it's him. It's tough to catch him. It's Clearly, tough to catch him. we yeah. see every single, every single <laughs> week. No, much for, for a few months, we were like the St. Louis Defenders. Uh, and that 80-yard touchdown, just just trailing his dust. But uh, we actually we got him a few weeks ago, and he was. Amazing. Amazing. The most charming man. Couldn't have been nicer. And. You know, he acts like he uh, he acts like he runs. He he hits that joke like he hits the hole. <laughs> and <laughs> as we got into the fourth quarter of shooting, he just got stronger. That's right. You can't you can't get him down. No, you went for his knees, and clearly it, no. that, that not even that stops him. He he brought his charm all day. Did either of you Nicely happen to done. shake his hand? Okay, <laughs> here's the thing. We did shake his hand, but before we shook his hand, we told him that we had been taught the lesson of Sidney Rice and that he was not to injure us. So but what is the lesson of Sidney Rice? Well, Sidney Rice. We, when we, when we, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We shot Sidney Rice and he's very, he, Sidney Rice, uh, very so charming. gentlemanly and charming. When did you shoot Sidney Rice? That was uh, for the Shiva Bowl Shuffle. Season three premiere. Season three premiere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was the uh, Eisen slot. So, <laughs> as we call it. Uh, <laughs> so, the stopgap to Eisen. That was with MJD, right? So, with yep, MJD and Brent Grimes. So we... Shook, uh, shook Sidney Rice's hand, and it was the strongest. I still have a muscle memory, pain sensation memory of shaking Sidney Rice's hand. Mm-hmm. And we did it when we first met, and then we did the whole thing, and he was awesome. And at the end of the day, you forget because you've been shooting. You go, hey, man, that was awesome. Go in for that handshake again. And as I'm doing going, my interior brain is going, no! <laughs> and you just feel the bones just crunching. So we knew Sidney was the strongest handshake we'd ever felt. And, but we've always been told, well, Adrian It's is, a vice. Yeah. And so before re- reaching out to shake his hand, we said, hey, we hear you have the strongest handshake on the planet. Did you teach Sidney Rice? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yep. He, he said yes? Yes. yes. He, wow. said, he was the one when Sidney Rice was in. At, at, this is, these are the little nuggets that you learn getting to hang out with these amazing guys. That Sidney Rice, when he, was, when he was, you know, first started, obviously, with the Vikings. And Adrian, he would watch Adrian shake his hand. And that's where Sidney learned. The vice handshake. The vice-like handshake. Well, I, I shook Adrian Peterson's hand for the first time at the Combine years ago when he came on. And it. Um, I, this is not an exaggeration. It felt like I was having my blood pressure taken. You know that moment <laughs> where you start, you feel your own pulse inside your arm before they release the band? <laughs> it is crippling. It really, I honestly, I'm not You got, you got stuck in the drugstore cuff. I got stru- stuck <laughs> nice. in the drugstore cuff. I did at the combine. And it is, and, and, and it blew my mind 
that he then had problems holding on to the football in his first year. <laughs> I think he I was believe, crushing the you know ball. What I, mean? I think he was crushing the ball, and so it was hard. becoming smaller, and it was just <laughs> it slipped it, out. It just slipped out because it was just it was being crushed. All the air. Marco Murray has the same thing. The Oklahoma running back. It's is that right? It's unbelievable. I've heard that. Is that what it is for everybody that comes out of there? Adrian Peterson and him. Just crush hands. When, wow. when he, when Jeff shook Sidney Rice's hand, we were on our way to the airport, and we got to the airport, and he couldn't pick up his bag, Jeff, because Jeff's hand still. was still hurting. <laughs> 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 so I had to pick up Jeff's bag because he literally went to get. Ah. This, had, that had story, to bring it out. That story is just is emasculating on so many levels. Yes, no, it is. From Sydney Rice's, my hands still hurt too. I just, my wife said I had to pick up his no, bag. You know it's, what? it's the most public yet. Well, I'm, no. just, I'm, just, I'm just yes. outraged you, you don't have uh, valets to handle your luggage. I, I know. mean, that, that's a little surprising to me. That was a mistake. I think you'd have you know, the, the 20th century valets. You know? I don't, I don't no think. No valets. I don't think that that's as emasculating as the fact, and we'll talk about your other league, but as the fact that Jeff uh, is not. In the Super Bowl of the league that we play in with the cast of the league. Um, and yet <laughs> I wish you all I... could see the head shake now, of Jeff right before, now. Before we get into this, uh, this league, are you, this is this, is this the Super Bowl week? Uh, yeah. Because you're not one of those that plays week 17, right? You can't well, do that. Well, we, we do a two, we do a two, two week. Two week and then a one week. Yeah, two week see, and one week. I'm in one of those two and I, I have a problem with the two week. Although I've Because heard... there's no, there's, you're one and done in the National Football League, right? I right. mean. What's the I don't point like of a two I've week. I want to have the extra regular season week Paul to Shear, maybe get in. Paul Shear set it up. He plays Andre in the show. Oh, of course. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's the world that. we're living in. But by the way, I have heard in that other league that you're in yes. that that's not really an issue for you because you're not <laughs> playing. You're not playing. You've you didn't spoken play, to Jerry. You didn't You've play, spoken to yes. Jerry. You didn't You've play twice. To Jerry. You've spoken to Jerry, the fishmonger of, of yes. Santa Monica. Yes. Okay. You've spoken to the fishmonger of Santa Monica. And I've We heard. have mentioned this league a few times on this show because I want to win that league more than anything else. And, and yet. I can't get a break. <laughs> I can't get a break. You know, because, again, I'm one of, I don't want to be one of those people. Oh, of course not. Who tells you about the bad beats. Everybody's had a bad beat. Wait, do you have a running back but, issue in that league? I've got an awful running back <laughs> issue. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy. <laughs> oh, oh, second oh, overall oh, pick. Second overall pick. Wait, Ray did, Rice off the board. John Arian Foster. The did rest you, of the did league. Did you pass up Arian Foster or something? I, uh, I did. And, and Maybe I've heard that this was, story. That was one of those sliding door moments in fantasy football draft. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it could have been, I could have gone. And then, and then on the way back into Snake, Jimmy Graham. How's that working out for me? Wow. I mean, just brutal. And this is after... Two years ago, I went full 2009 in my, my draft with Chris Johnson and Antonio oh. Gates and Ben Roethlisberger. Which is next to Natalia. Went about full his kids on 09. <laughs> yes. You were. Yes, I will. Hey. Let me talk about my children. Yo, now. Rich, Rich, how did you do Bore in poker? Everybody. How did you do in poker last week? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, well, that Jerry will let you know. So, okay. Yeah. So, you, so, Jerry so, so has brought league. you up to speed. That's so wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong to arm you with that knowledge. Well, you know, it did is. Did you at least tell him that you and I are playing each other in the finals of this league? I did. And the Thank next. Sentence that came out was, was <laughs> well, he's not doing very well in art. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just beat me. Yeah. He beat me. Uh, many reasons because it's the two week scenario. And uh, Seattle had 39 defensive points. Yes. Special teams and defensive points on me because I went at the 58 nothing game. And I had Russell Wilson, <laughs> who basically handed the ball off four times, yeah. threw five times, and then was done for the day. And But you didn't get to play him last week. No, because you were out I did the- play him because it was the second week of this, uh, against Jerry, and I chose to go Ben. 
instead uh. of Russell, and I watched him score 39 points in the bench, and I am boring myself now. <laughs> hey, Chris, how you doing over there, buddy? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Good this you. is all about Jackie now. So you are, you are, this is, no, this I, is a, But I just have to say, taking me, it's given me time, as, as I wish all your listeners could see. Now, I'm sure you've watched every episode of the I show. Have. And I'm sure Rich is behind. Well, I'm I'm sure. I've been on, you what, know. What you does and I Rich's been... sartorial choice today remind you of? Oh, yes, the, uh, the, Bella, uh, the Bella Ch- the hoodie. Yes, it's Andre uh, Sweater. He's, uh, let's just say. <laughs> Did you guys see that week that that episode aired? Cam Newton at the press conference? Wore like the same thing. The same, no, literally the same, the same thing. And it was on all a of very, the A vaginal, a vaginal He's got a double collar going on. He's got a shawl, a shawl and a collar. By the way. Well, I tweeted out and you retweeted it. You've got the same it. thing. Well, right now? Uh, close. Close. <laughs> but I tweeted out the picture of myself as Belichick for Halloween. Yep. I was like, I, I guess I have to retire this costume yes, now after you that do. You so do. You so do. So anyways, but that's fine. It, it's been giving me a, a chance to enjoy their um, their anatomical sartorial choices. Um, while you bore me with the <laughs> fish. bore you with my you bore, bad beats. While you bore me with getting your ass kicked by the fishmonger of Santa it's Monica. The fish, by the way, that's a great nickname for him, don't you it's think? A yes. It's a fantastic He's the fishmonger of Santa Monica. I, I, I will never think of him as anything Please else Please call him again. that. If, if, if Yes. If he arms you with that knowledge that I'm in absolute dire straits in that league, then please call him the fishmonger of Santa Monica. So I'm sorry. So this is a 10-team league. This is an eight-team league. Eight-team league say. with the entire cast, the entire cast. The entire cast. The six lead cast members and Jeff and myself. Okay. Um, Jeff, have you won it before? I have never won this oh, league. Oh, that's a loaded question. I've heard that sort of stuff from my own wife. <laughs> and I guess, and I guess, I know, I, there's no way to win. I should return the, the favor. Jackie, have you won this league? I, I have. <laughs> Right. You're a good husband. <laughs> a better man than us. <laughs> okay. And so this will be my second run at mm-hmm. the Shiva Bowl of the League of the League. Who's the defending champ? The defending champ Nick is Nikki Kroll. Who, by the way, is having a, he's getting his show on Comedy Central, right? Yeah. That's correct. A sports show on Comedy no, Central? No, it's not sports. It's, it's, a, it's a sketch show. Okay. Yeah. Good for him. Sketch yeah. show on Comedy Central. So this is, is this technically the first league spinoff? Uh, Would that be viewed? Well, Paul Shear. Paul Shear also has a show um, on Adult Swim. Okay. NTSF SVSDU. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, uh, Adult Swim, where, by the way, Aqua Teen Hunger Force used the word the matural this twice. week, which happened, started on this podcast. Wow, you yeah. fans. So we're, try- we're just trying to affect change. It's right. now gotten to Aqua Teen Hunger Force and nowhere else. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, hasn't gone further than that. Really, Aqua Teen Hunger Force gets really big ratings. I know. It's, it's got <laughs> it a quite does. a following. It does. It has a huge following. Okay. So you can end Paul's- up in the Urban Dictionary. Right. Um, so this league was started by Paul Shear, which is why it has a terrible two-week playoff system. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is my second run at the Shiva the Shiva Trophy. And in this league. who do you play this I'm week? I'm playing Mark Duplass, who plays Pete on the show. Who has been a guest on this program. Yes. yes. And, uh, and as every team in the League of the League has a name that is reflects something that happened this season okay. on the league. So, Jackie's team name... My, actually, my team name was so good last season that I decided not to change it this se- season. And the problem with writing a television show is if you want something to happen, you can just write it. So, <laughs> I wanted my team name to remain relevant. So, last year it was the Toilet Kitchens. Mm, yes. And this year I decided to write another scene with the Toilet Kitchen in it so that, that the Toilet Kitchens would remain that was relevant. That a great episode. Well done. Way yeah. to use your Rafi, seat of Rafi, power for good. Rafi has a toilet evil. kitchen. Oh, it was Rafi. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rafi's yeah, toilet yeah. kitchen. Right. Cat so, stuck in the drain. Okay, so um, <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here's what we'll do. I want to hear your um, team versus Duplass. You, you have that in front oh, of you, Oh, I don't have Duplasses in okay, front of me. Okay, so just tell me yours. Sadly. Um, tell me yours, then. I'm, do- I'm doing okay. I mean, I've got Drew Brees, which has been... 
He's been uh, okay. He's great, as, great as you will last hear, week. Great as you will hear, week. I am very well versed really on Drew Brees, not only for what I do for a living, but uh, that is my quarterback against your husband this yes. week, and he has been for the last three weeks beyond brutal. Yeah, I mean beyond beyond absolutely brutal. But uh, this past week, mwah, yeah, that is why I am playing. And your that is why I killed week. Steve Ranazizium in the Shiva Bowl. Okay, um, so that that's bad. And the nice thing about Drew Brees is if Drew Brees kicks ass for me this week, he's scoring against his biggest hometown fan, which is Mark Duplass, who was raised in New Orleans. So I really want to beat I want Mark to really suffer as he watches. Beat him with his own gun. Yeah, yeah, I want him to suffer that's as he so watches wrong. Drew. Good for you. Uh, as you do. know, that's that's what that's the spirit. I oh, think yeah. I think if we've learned anything, it's that Jackie is ruthless. <laughs> that's the spirit. Hey, you can't just get a show on television right, without yeah. you know yeah. having that. Somebody's got to bring it back, guy. Um, uh, Alfred Morris, who's been great all year. He's awesome. No Sean Moreno, who was a really oh, nice coming on. That's another name yeah. you'll be hearing shortly. Yeah, someone someone's fast fingers on the waiver wire. Uh, Bryce Brown became a lot less interesting this morning. <laughs> That's another name. See, look at us right now. now. Your wife and you I. You two are... knew how to work yeah, the waiver wire. That's all I'll did. say. I know. I, I know. Well, you got to stay current. Got to stay current. You do. The kids. The kids know that. They, they, they didn't fall and trip over a chair running to the. No, <laughs> no. I have no black eye. She got it fair and square. My draft was terrible, but my waiver wire pickups have been have been strong. Mm-hmm. And then you know. Reggie Wayne had a down week last week, but he's he been did. killing it. Yeah, like all a season. one pointer, which is another reason why I'm playing you. Yeah, because uh, touchdown called back too. Yes. Yeah, that was not good. Not good. I, know. I did not enjoy that. Um, and then you know, him. my biggest issue is, is well, AJ Green, all man. Yeah, AJ Green's amazing. I mean, um, he scores every week. Yeah. So I just got to decide: Am I going to put in Michael Turner for Bryce Brown? Mm, I have that same God, Jackie. You and I. Yeah, it's I, funny how teams, dude, their packages the team, of teams, packages so of players that get you to the know, Super Bowl. But, but Jackie and I are just sort of on. We've the, got the same. We've team. always been on the same wavelength, and now this is just another instance of it. Although Michael Turner. It's been one yard and a cloud of pellets. I know for the entire year. I know, and but I don't have many other I mean, options. What's smaller the than dust? For, well, I mean, yeah. no, it's the rubber pellets that oh, are on the ground. Little, talk, it's right. a field turf reference. Right. You know, Excellent. Like field turf. Excellent. There's no dust in field right. turf. You know, That's it's true. One yard, not right. even three. I would take the three <laughs> of him. Yeah, I, I, it's not. It's, what's it's your tough. kick? What's your kicking defense situation? Well, uh, you know, I, this, this is where I get in trouble with the hometown favorites. Is I've got the Broncos so far in my lineup, which Cleveland. is not a bad matchup mm-hmm. against Cleveland. But I also have the Texans, so I might, I might, go I might Broncos. go. Broncos, the Broncos are just see, out of their heads right also, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm what are the Vikings going to? I mean, the Vikings Ponder's not going to throw. No, Peterson's going to run. He's going to get his. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I not would, feeling Houston. I'm feeling like I'm going to go, go hometown Denver. favorite. I Denver. And plus, just I don't know if this helps, but Von Miller has a punters or people two T-shirt. Oh, that does gave help. Him personally, that a does help. Weeks wow. ago. Although Coast. I did give that the I did give the Raven the entire Ravens team one last week, and uh, they hardly scored a point. So be that as it may, that's just a they shameless. All, by the way, they played so badly, find, they all got a chance to punt. How did you find one to, to fit to fit T Sizzle? How did you find it's one? It's funny. We got request. Uh, I sent them. I sent Sam Cook one after he scored against the. Uh, 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 Raiders. They went uh, for a fifty burger. They fake field goal. Right. He goes and spikes the ball. Ed Reed after the game was asked about the celebration, and God bless Ed Reed, longtime friend of the program, says, "Quote unquote, punters are people too." Use the phrase. Send them both a T-shirt. The Ravens both loved it. They loved it. The Ravens saw it, and I got a call from the Ravens uh, PR guy saying. 
all the guys want. And I'm like, what do you mean by all the guys? How many? He said, 64. <laughs> and I said, send me the sizes. And I'd never knew that it was like, some of the sizes like looked like, triple X that, you, you know, some of the sizes looked like Super Bowls, you know, like <laughs> XXXL, <laughs> you know, like it, it was, I've never knew that they were such we, a Roman numeral. For we learned that when doing wrap gifts for our transpo department, which is our own. <laughs> no, right? Not as much Gi- muscle. Not as much, but pretty giant, giant men. So they all got, they all got them and, uh, and it was all good. Before we get to your defense and your and your um, and your and then to our fantasy, yeah, uh, I do have someone on the phone for you guys. Oh, it, it's funny that you did mention this person moments before. Uh, Sydney Rice, are you on the phone right now, sir? <laughs> yes, I am. Good to speak with you, Sydney Rice of the rampaging Seattle Seahawks. I have for you right here two people you know very well. Not only big Seahawks fans, but they're uh, they're your comedy muses, uh, Jackie and Jeff Schaefer of the league. Mr. Rice. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? Good. We're so, about to come see you in person this weekend, my friend. We are oh, com- man, it's going to be great. We're excited to have you here. You guys have been playing so well. We have been so proud. We've been shooting so the show, so we haven't been able to come up to games, but we have been watching and loving it. I mean, you and, and Russell Wilson are just, you guys got something special. It is fantastic to watch. Uh, yeah, it's fun to be a part of. I'm going to try to keep it rolling this weekend. hope you guys bring us a little luck. Well, we're we're going to be screaming like crazy from <laughs> Section 108. Okay. What has it been like for you, Sydney, with Russell Wilson's development from your position? Uh, man, it's been great. Just watching him come from where he was when he first got in here um, in OTAs. Uh, he's doing a tremendous job carrying this offense right now, and he's doing a lot of special things. Well, and, and, and we heard a story from you, Sydney, uh, about your handshake. Can you tell us from your point of view what this story was with the handshake with you, with, uh, with Jeff Schaefer? There, are you, you darn near ripped his arm out of his sock. Is that a true story? <laughs> yeah, I have squeezed his hand a little hard. Um, that's something I learned from Adrian Peterson a long time ago when we first got in the league. Um, he would always squeeze my hand. And I'm sure you heard about his handshake before. So just to prepare, when I was about to shake his hand, I had to get my strength up. Well, uh, well, clearly, you know, you're a trendsetter because after we had you on our season premiere in season three, um, Adrian Peterson is actually going to be on our season finale tomorrow night in season four. And Jeff did do a, uh, a, a, a handshake comparison, but he warned, uh, he warned Adrian to go easy on him. By the way, I said, I said, Adrian, I know you have a hard handshake. The strongest handshake I've ever felt in my entire life was Sidney Rice. And Adrian goes, oh, I taught him that. <laughs> exactly. It's a true story. How do you get a handshake taught to you, Sidney? When, when a guy like Adrian Peterson, as strong as he is, is putting all this pressure in your hand, you have to prepare yourself. And seeing him every day, uh, we always greet each other with a handshake. So just had to be prepared at all times. So I would just practice on other people. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, Sydney, the, you, you know, you guys are on an absurd roll right now. You, you're, you're passing out fi- 50 burgers like they're going out of style. And now comes the San Francisco 49ers, which, as you know, they can be a bit stingy uh, unless Tom Brady gets on a roll, I guess, as you saw on Sunday Night Football. What is your mindset going into this big Sunday night game? Oh, that's going to be a tough one for us. Uh, we've seen what they could do on Sunday Night Football. It's going to be a, a tough test for facing. As you just mentioned, uh, we've been just in the league. Uh, great defensive line, uh, safeties, and the linebackers are ridiculous. So we're definitely going to have to be on our AK. All right, Sydney. Well, we know you're, you're, you've got, uh, you've got your, your work cut out for you, and you've only got a couple more seconds left. Is there anything I, – I, I give to my friends, the Seattle Seahawks fans, 
one of the most red-hot wide receivers of the most red-hot team that you were going to see from your season tickets on Sunday night. You have any other last question for for Sydney at all? All I got to say is, you know that pocket's going to collapse. You know, you know, you know, uh, dangerous is going to is going to be running out of that pocket and just just get open. He'll find you. It's going <laughs> to no be amazing. Question. And when he no does, question. we're going to write a whole new set of lyrics for you to be singing loud and proud as a Seahawk. Since uh, there was a lot of whispering when you were switching teams back when we shot, so we'll get we'll oh. get you back on the show in a Seahawks jersey, my friend. Exactly what I wanted to hear. Does he still know his, his Super Bowl his Shiva dance lines? Oh, by the way, that dance you you can dance, my friend. That I will that I will tell you. You can dance. I appreciate it. The fans are asking for me to do the Shiva Bowl shuffle after I score a touchdown. Well, what better what better way to unveil it than on Sunday Night Football on national television, Sydney? I got to tell be you. Huge. There you go. All right, thanks very much, Sydney, for calling in. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. You bet. There he is. Sydney Rice. We what an help. awesome surprise. That was, that was my, that's the best Christmas present ever. I got to say, that was, that tops everything. We brought you guys baseball hats. That's all right. And then, and then, but then, but then when you mentioned the Sydney Rice story, I mean, you should have seen the look Chris Law me, gave me, me behind glowing. you. Like, oh, this is great. I'm getting he, emails. Chris Law been set this up. Yeah, I know. And, you guys were a little late, but he was late too. I know. Oh, awesome! Uh, was, perfect. perfect. We can only cut. We can only hope, however, for you and the Seahawks fans that uh, the connection between Russ Wilson and him is a little better than the one that he just had with this podcast. Right. <laughs> that was my, yes. that, it sounded that, like R two D two. His was, phone, my fault. There was a little bit of an issue there. I, I apologize about that. Law. I mean, <laughs> don't so, worry, I mean, Law. Uh, we're what do we, what we're do, still going to have you on the show, Brockman. What do we give? <laughs> what do we give Law for? I mean, he he's the one who's like, we got to get a player. And you know me. Sometimes I'm like, oh, let's just Sometimes go with the whatever. Shafers. Let's just right. wing it. We got Beninga. Right. We got the Shafers. Fine. Right. He's like, we got to get a player. Let's get Sidney Rice because we know they're Seahawk fans. Of course. And then, and then it's it's what's called um, in the business stepping and shit. <laughs> they mentioned the superb Sidney Rice story. Oh. Yeah, we had it's no amazing. idea. Okay. Uh, and I, I, as, I, I, as I Chris ex- Law writes down the time code for the word shit, <laughs> which I say again. Damn it, Rich. <laughs> That's the fourth one today. Just as a uh, as a punishment for the lack of the connection, <laughs> what do we give out of out of out of out of ten, Chris Brockman? What do Ooh. we give Chris Law for the Sydney Rice phone in? I'm about to give him a twenty because that was great. Well, I know that. Well, well, you're fans, of course, you're, fans, you're out of this. Of you guys are totally <laughs> biased. <laughs> He's on your team. Your team's on like, fire. You love the guy. We, He's dude, been on your show, which love, is on fire. You love Law. He's going to be on law. season five. Okay. Like, uh, I get it. I get it. You guys are out of this. We're, in the, we're <laughs> in the now. We're in the now. We're in the now. All right. So we got Out it. of ten. Again. The, the thought was great. Thought was great. Uh, it came together when, when Jeff mentioned Sidney Rice. I mean, in a way that, that you, couldn't even, you can't even plan that. You couldn't I script that. Handshake. That's good producing. It's good producing. Script shake. He Very brought up well the handshake. But, but man, the that, execution, that execution, you know, it's, it's like a well-drawn up plan. You know, you call the play and it's, it's like, the defense you is perfect. At, you it's work against in the practice, you get the perfect defense. You know what it is? It's like you, you, you call Bo Jackson's number in Tecmo Bowl and then you accidentally hit the B button instead of the A button. Three and a half. You know what it's like? Out of ten? Dude, that's harsh. It's like harsh. drafting Jermichael Finley. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, pain. That was me. I'll give you a seven. Seven? Uh, okay. You know what? I'll give you an eight. I'll give you an eight. It's not a ten. Would have been a ten. Would have been a ten if we, you know, we didn't have that. We're problem. still throwing a forty burger your way. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I bet you are. That was great. And by the way, the story awesome. to have him actually—I know—was so, like, confirm confirm the story. If we could only hear him, like he wasn't a Cylon, <laughs> that would have been great. Jeff I would have so, taken that. Jeff is so happy. He's starring to in the new that. Disney Star Wars. That's right. He's I don't in, fancy myself an audio engineer by any means. No. Where's Del Tufo? Good yeah, job, Del Tufo Law. Good job, Law. Good job. 
So what so is your great. what's your so your you I I'd go Denver over Houston. Me too. I mean, I, I, me too. You know, you know me. I'm I'm uh, Denver at home. I'm an Elway. Yeah. I'm an Elway. I'm Houston's an Elway woman too. But Denver at home. Denver. Denver. By the way, against Weedon Cleveland. Yeah, no, seriously, but, but and Von Miller is out of his you mind. You don't want to be Doomer sweating out, out every Adrian Peterson run when you know that yeah. he's going to yeah. go. He's yeah. going to go yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah. I'd go Denver. And who's your kicker? Uh, my kicker right now, I've got Dan Bailey in. I'm glad you asked me about my kicker because Jeff told me not to bother you with kicker questions. <laughs> Kickers are just send all the kicker too, questions. I, I right? thought I thought the kicker was beneath you, but I guess not. <laughs> I was going to ask. Seabass knocked uh, Kurt Warner out of his playoffs. Last oh. week. Blair Walsh oh, last well. week, 26 fantasy points. Yeah, it, can, it can come down to the kicker. Um, 26 fantasy You know, I, I mean, uh, there's there's some other folks that I could pick up if I wanted to, but I, I didn't really Dallas think. Kicker. Uh, go Dallas with, kicker. Go with the guy who, who brought you there. He's indoors, too. Love, yeah. the, love it in a dome. And the Saints are going to play any defense. That's going to be a high-scoring yeah. game. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's, now, get to, let's get to it. To the real matchup. This is it. So Jeff Schaefer and I are in our Super Bowl. Ten teams. And you can't even say your own team name. Oh, I did. That, that's that's oh, no, why I, that was the first two bleeps. Off the, the, show. Off the top, he said it a few times. <laughs> first two bleeps. Wait, I believe I believe it's a shit. <laughs> right? That's it. Hey, hey. Come, on. hey. <laughs> come on! As he writes down the time code. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it is a big battle royale, but it's one that we saw coming we for did. weeks. We've been the best teams in our league. It's been a two horse race. I have dipped, however, as the Drew Brees slump coincided with the Gronkowski injury, and those were two main engines. For the shows <laughs> for all this season. Okay, Stephen 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 Hawking's cleats. <laughs> Stephen Hawking's cleats have been. <laughs> Can you please also tell the story of your avatar, please? <laughs> it is a it is a very upset monkey at a typewriter. And the monkey the monkey's uh, significance would be what? Uh, that is basically me. That is, well, you are the monkey at the typewriter. Yes, right? I'm the monkey at the typewriter. But you have, I guess this is my way of saying, please tell my, your story about your, your time with, with monkeys. Oh, uh, well. Essentially my story. I've had, I've had oh, a, Rich, I've, I'm so glad you asked. I've certainly enjoyed, I enjoy monkeys. I've actually, I've met many monkeys firsthand. I, uh, in college, I spent a summer in St. Kitts, the island of St. Kitts in the West Indies, working with monkeys. Um, this is not, by the way, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. This is a real story. This is not a joke. It's why, just why, my life. What were you doing in college uh, that you needed I was, to spend well, I was biological anthropology, which... <laughs> why wouldn't you be? Of course. With obviously. what you've j- chosen for a living. Right. Now it's just the study of man sucking up to other man to get a job. But, uh, I, <laughs> which so, is very primal in nature. Yes. So... <laughs> I was. I, we were working at this biological research facility in St. Kitts. There were a lot of monkeys there, and you have certain sets of monkeys that you you have to observe. And you can't you can't stare at a monkey, or they will consider it a threat. And if you do, they, if you lock eyes, they do what normal people would do, which is first they sort of. I wish everyone could see wait, this. No, 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 no. First, That's they sort of make a face. They sort of make a. They sort of make a box face. They sort of go, uh, like that. And then you need do, to get a photo of the box then they, face. Then they do what any normal person would do, believe. which is if you continue to stare at them, they simply video. get into the corner and yank out their erection. And they, <laughs> and they just literally just gesture to it like this. Just You're not sort of really like, going to mess sort of with like, me. Sort of like Pete Weber. Or, like, <laughs> or <laughs> yes. Degeneration X or something, <laughs> right? Is it right. bad that I know you're talking PDW? Sort of like Pete Weber. <laughs> so, so that's exactly. So it's that's for, what. The, who so, knew that's what Pete Weber is a very primal move that he was making. <laughs> that's right. It's, it's. I thought they would fling. They would. Well, what, that's a separate. They do, they like doing that too. The, there is a there is a myth, uh, I guess, which is not a myth. It's actually factual. They do like to uh, play with their feces. Uh, there was one, but how they do it is actually very different from monkey <laughs> to monkey. There was one monkey. <laughs> 
that I do they uh, do they like monkey? Can can we do they what? go by something else? What they like monkey? They're fine with monkey. Okay. Um, so this monkey would every day he would when he felt an urge down there he would start to stick his finger sort of there and sniff and very excited like Christmas morning sort of going like what am I going to get what am I going to get is it going to Jeff is acting this someone acting this is it going to be a banana is it going to be a little piece of sugar is it going to be a sugar cane and then it would happen and he would literally go no oh god it's poop it's poop and it would horrified horrified pearl it tear it out of his body and throw it away um so that he every day this happened. Every day it was excitement, excitement, excitement. Oh God! Oh no! Just you've never seen someone so disgusted with their own body. Um, and the monkey, the monkey, the monkey. There's this monkey. There was another monkey who actually took his and would basically do Scrabble. He would basically pl- have words with friends. He would all right because the, they're in these cages that have grids. So it's like all right, this is a three gritter, and then this is a two gritter, and he would sort of make poop words. I don't I don't know how many points he got. As if he, I don't know if he was keeping track, but that that was uh, so. Anyway, so I have a uh, I have an affinity for monkeys, um, and I have to say about this this matchup. Yes, uh, I did call, when you've beaten me once, I've beaten you once. Yes, we and, split our regular season. Battles. Yep, and I remember saying, "Well, I will see you yes. in the Super Bowl." We it knew was, it. We, knew, we it. knew it. And so here's the matchup: I've got Breeze, and you have at quarterback Peyton Manning. Okay, who has been doing? By the way. What a great pickup! A late, later rounds. Nobody just touched around. him. Nobody in any draft, him. every draft we had him and Adrian Peterson. Nobody yep. touched either one of those guys. Yeah. What a major mistake. Um, okay, what do you think? Breeze Manning, Manning home against Cleveland. I am frightened, but Breeze is on a roll at Dallas. You know how I feel I about like Breeze. It. I like it. I like it a lot. Here's what. Here's I like what I think. Works. I, I think both QBs are going to perform. Not, not okay, so one's not going to. Yeah, right. So this is not. This one's, is not. This is not the difference maker. No, no. Okay. What you have not. in your favor, I believe, is right. that the Dallas New Orleans game will be closer, and there will be a lot of points. Dallas could actually get a, New Orleans defense, as we I'm sure you can't stop anybody. So well, as, if, if in in that respect, I like that because uh, if they care to take the air out of the ball with no Sean Marino, I will be all for that, sir. As that's, you're about to find out, as you know. Yes, that's my biggest fear is that Peyton, Peyton basically is good for two touchdowns, mm-hmm. 240 yards, but yeah. that game is over by halftime. Right. And, right. and this league, by the way, uh, unlike the one with the fishmonger of Santa Monica, there are no uh, bonuses for hitting certain. Do we know who the fishmonger of Santa Monica no, is? No, you do no. not know who the fishmonger is. Should we have him on? We definitely should not have a fishmonger <laughs> of Santa Monica. Judging by, is he the one that by any the stretch of the imagination? Yeah. No, oh, okay. no, no. Fellow named Ajay Segal sent me that email, oh. and he has—he's disturbed. We definitely aren't having him on <laughs> at all. We should do a show of the people we can't have on one day. Uh, it's everybody in this league that we're talking Brad, about. Bradley Cooper. It's not a, Bradley Cooper should Chris, be in this Chris league. Tucker. Chris Tucker right, all of them. Uh, the running backs. You want to go running backs, or we get the wide receivers next? What do you uh, got? Let's do running backs. Okay. I have C.J. Spiller. And against Miami, no Sean Marino. The season started with Michael Turner in that position, along with sure it did. Did you put him on the? Is he not Michael Turner the back burner? Is he Michael the back burner? burner. And I don't even remember who my uh, other initial running back was. But it's C.J. Spiller and no Sean Marino. Oh, you have. Gronkowski on your bench, yeah, too. Yes, it no, oh, that, I got, see, uh, you and I really had a very similar had draft. Too. I had Gronk, too. Now, the question is, I, and I ask you this, is we'll talk about this. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. So those are my running backs, and yours are? I've been remarkably stable. I had Aaron Foster Ooh. and Trent Richardson. 
who I remember when we were drafting, you were like, that's a homer pick. And I go, nope. He's going to be fantastic. He's been and getting like 60 yards and two touchdowns. Let us yep. put it this way. I am genuinely concerned about those two uh, running backs. Well, I think um, Stephen Hawking has a clear advantage. Well, well, clearly he's all about running. Right. Ironic. I'm as mobile as my team's We're, we're going straight to hell. Um, <laughs> Do not pass go. Do not pass 200. Uh, my wide receivers are Vincent Jackson, and uh, Jordy Nelson has left a major hole uh, in there after rampaging. He, he was the king of weeks five oh, through yeah. nine. We had him Jordy, too. Jordy Nelson. Are you kidding me? We have the same literally team. Has literally. You guys have the same team. He's, he's wow. right there down. Interesting. Dude. Dude. Did you guys bench. both draft? What were your draft numbers? Um, I forget. I, I was late, late, late. Eighth, I think. You were, you I were last. last. I think oh, I was like. Oh, I, I, by the way, terrible human beings on our show. <laughs> I was number one, and then somebody complained about the. Uh, what was it? Was it a reverse or was it? Uh, there was some complaining. Then there was, was some complaining them. about the draft about order, the draft and order. then the draft order was 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 reshuffled. That's an outrage. It's an you outrage. Can't do that. It is what it is. By the way, say. they're all paying for it now. They're yeah. all paying for it. So you guys, your teams are remarkably similar. So here's what. Uh, so uh, no, uh, and filling in for him, I picked up two weeks ago Brandon Lloyd, who has been. Off killed it last week. Yeah. Yeah. the last two Lloyd? weeks. He was no. He was sitting there. Well, ten, no. ten team league. Well, I mean, for a while though, he he was brutal. Yeah. yeah, he would. He wasn't getting anything. He was the king of the one, three, five point. Yeah, unless you needed him, no one's really going hunting. Brandon for that. Lloyd's been on fire, and him in Jacksonville, I think, is just going to be delicious. That's going to be good eats for me. Well, you know, you, the thing that scares me there is New England is not going to stop. No, they won't. <laughs> they won't stop. They're like the they Terminator. Don't. They won't stop. Correct. Just Robocop. Go, go, go. Correct. Yeah. Uh, you've got all oh, your wide receivers. Yikes. Go for it. So, uh, oh, man. Mr. Jones, mm-hmm. Julio Jones, who's been great, great at, at Detroit. So, the only thing is if there's a letdown since they're now from Atlanta in mm-hmm. general. But I'm hoping they just. They actually just stay consistent and just. Here's my conflict of interest. There is in the in the uh, fishmonger of Santa Monica losers bracket league. Um, I've got Julio Jones, and I need a big. I need him. I think it's time to give him. up on that league. Yeah, you gotta no, it's give not. Up what, you're no. fighting for sixth. So what happens? No, I'm fighting for ninth. What fighting for ninth. This is number one. one. What happens in the losers bracket? Why? Why still there, be so no invested? Well, like, the, do you get kicked out of the league if you finish last? No. Shame. No, it, oh, it, it depends on. It depends on. That's a good rule. Let's put it this way: it depends on how deep one must dig. Uh, when it's all said and done, to yeah. um, make others whole. Yeah, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah. So Julio Jones. So the more you, the less you lose, the the more. It, l- l- let's put it this way: less, uh, less is more. Got it. Not good. Okay, so you got Julio Jones and your other one, and Marcus so, Colston. So I don't like this because for him to get points, that your six means I'm, my four. I'm minus two every time he I'm scores very a touchdown. Happy. I'm hoping that Drew Brees finds Colston like he so often does. For it's you know once they get in the red zone. He starts really looking for him. He used to look for Jimmy Graham. I know he used to. You know why? Because I have him in that league, as you know. <laughs> so, bitter. so I feel Very Colston bitter. has been getting, maybe he gets 40 yards, maybe, but he's been getting touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He's been getting touchdowns. So that's a, that's a good neutralizer for Breeze, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, then the tight ends, I have Heath Miller in place of the injured um, Rob Gronkowski, which leads me to ask you. Very good question. Jackie. It's- Let's say he does, he does suddenly come back. That's that's surprisingly been, for this game in Jacksonville. Do you play him, or I don't just know. you're I nervous mean, I, that he's? I have, I have to just be totally honest. Um, I I do not have him even on my bench anymore. Um, so you dropped I, him. Yeah, I dropped him. I dropped him. And you know what? Here's the thing. It wasn't just about his injury. Gronk. We spoke to him. Nice guy. Apparently, fan of the show. 
too busy to be on the show this year. Oh, summer of Gronk. Summer of Gronk. Summer of Gronk. Too busy. It is. And you know who? You know how personal this is. Ask me who my tight end is. That's gotten me to where I am. Who's your tight end? Take Anto- a guess. Antonio Gates. No, I, I do love Antonio Gates. Witten. Witten. Oh yes, the show on the show, Witten. season one, Witten. fabulous, My, fabulous. Our, our co-star, Witten, of who, has, one, who has seen, uh, who has seen uh, Taco, right? Saw him. Uh, yeah, saw Taco naked. Naked. Jenny, yeah. let's Lived just to tell say tale. I fantasize about Witten like Jenny did. <laughs> And he he's he's taken me all the way here, and I'm sticking with my witness. Not in the front seat of your car. Not, not in the front okay. seat of my car. All right, very good. It's not like I was pregnant this year when I wrote that. <laughs> okay, so I'm go. I, I I've got Heath Miller right so you've now, got, which is that's that's he's, he's been. He's, I think he's number five overall in fantasy tight end. Well, scoring. there was that dip. But now he's back. If Ben's well, back, as you know, well, Roethlisberger back. complained about how Heath Miller didn't get the ball. This when asked about why he didn't get the ball in the second half of the loss, and Dallas gets, uh, says, uh, "You know, I, I just we weren't calling the right plays." He apologized today. They apologized today. Whatever. But no, we'll see. Didn't Heath Miller get the first target before in the overtime before Ben threw the interception? I uh, he did. Maybe he did. he did. All right. So your and your tight end is my tight end is this is the one blind. This is the weakest. This is the weak link in the chain. Know. You never know. I uh, I have a few options here because I, I've basically I've had Antonio Gates, mm-hmm. but that's been that's been problematic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I picked up Dallas Clark, mm-hmm. and I've also got Brandon Myers. Ooh. So okay, I, and so I'm where just, are you going to go? You don't know yet. Uh, are, are, is this going to be a game time? Like you don't want me to prepare? It's going to be. It's there's going to be some stinker tinker time. Okay, I'm an, I I don't know. I'm thinking Brandon Myers when he's when he look if it's I can get great. a touchdown or two, then. I think this thing is this thing can be he, wrapped he up. He gets most of the targets too from Dallas Clark. Carson. He was good for a few weeks. I mean, last week was a debacle. And then there's the stat that you have no. He plays the Rams, and then you get no help with the stat of uh, St. Louis has given up the 15th most points <laughs> against tight ends this season. Right in the middle. Yep. Could go either way. Okay. So that's uh, now. Here's my issue. The flex. The flex. I got Bryce Brown sitting there. There's no chance. Certainly that's, with Lashawn yep. McCoy coming back, no chance. And guess who's going to be in there? Michael Turner. That's off the back. You and I have the same issue. Or I could go Jonathan Dwyer. I could go That's him, or I, like I could go completely off the board for 50 and go Jeremy Macklin. Those are my issues right I here. I don't know about Macklin. Definitely not going to go with the shit <laughs> killer. Write it down. <laughs> Vernon Davis. You, sh- you know no, what you should you do? Can't. I thought it was genius. I was going to have Davis flex all year. You should let him go. Ch- Gronk and Davis go like the Patriots win with two tight ends. Yeah. I was going to win with two tight ends. You should have done it with Hernandez and I Gronk. Should've. You should have actually done it. You should let each other pick the other's flex position. No. No. no, this is a not. show of good this faith. Is for real, there's no good faith. No, that's no. the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> no, I would choose Gronkowski if I were him. Yeah. So I've got. But by the way, I have we're I have flex issues also, right? I have, I've I have to decide between Montel Owens, mm-hmm. Rashad Jennings. Uh, Rashad, uh, he's still out. So it's the Montel show. It's the Montel Owens show. Yes. In Jacksonville, whatever that's worth. Against New England. Yeah. Um, but, or I go Stevie Johnson, against Miami. They can't run on Miami. All right. You can't run C.J. Spiller. Uh, so what does everyone do against Miami? Why so serious? They throw. They throw. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Uh, my kicker is going to be Connor Barth. Um, even though he got shut out last week, what a killer that was in the fishmonger um, battle. Got to let it go. There too. And uh, Chicago's my defense. Come on. If they don't, if they don't rattle the cage of Ryan Lindley in, in, in saving Lovey Smith's job, yeah. Then I then I don't deserve to win this battle. I will go down with the Lovey Smith ship. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah, you and the but other than that though, <laughs> I could not imagine a more delicious matchup for the most opportunistic defense 
to occur in the it's, biggest possible fantasy week for me. I am tasty. very pleased. Out of all of them, I'm I'm very happy with that. I've got my my defense again. Another homer pick is mm-hmm. the Seattle defense, which having knowing the team and studying the team and yes. loving the team, yes. this was not a homer pick. I knew they were going to be a great defense. They I have. I have ridden them. Why not? These, I mean, the 108 to 17 in the last two games. Well, and that, that will be uh, my, my sweat position. Richard because Sherman, if you big it, hearing Friday. That's true. Thursday. Yes. Uh, that will be my sweat position because out of all the, the game times, um, everything will have been played by that point. My, my teams will have already been uh, done, and everybody else on your team will have played, and it's going to come down to – Either the Seattle defense needing a certain amount of points, or I'm sitting in a rocking chair. Do we need to put a wager so on this right now? I don't know. What do we do? Yeah, I'm yeah. sure Jeff will be insufferable sitting in his seat at the Seahawks we defi- game. We definitely need him. a wager. Yeah, I mean, well, oh, what can we do? I mean, I don't know. Uh, how about I've already appeared on the on. Uh, I mean, I've already appeared and and. Uh, what do you You've give the man who has? What do you give the man who has everything? You've you just gave, You've been on the I just gave me Sydney Rice. I just gave you Sydney. You just gave me Sydney Rice. I don't know what more I could ask I don't know, for. I know. Oh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know. I think. I think this one's pride. It's pride. It's pride. By the way, or, or, do you or the loser, the or the winner gets to fling their poop at the at, <laughs> at the loser. <laughs> it's all about poop flinging. It, we could do that. That's the thing. We, look, we both have a lot. Point. We both have a lot of stakes here. It's like yes. you want to be the guy yes. who is the the face, the little the face of the NFL. See, that's my problem and, playing in these things. Or well, I have it's like you losing a, a comedy fantasy. No, but it's such a we thing. do a show about fantasy football. Yes, we're supposed to be good at fantasy football. Okay. The same thing. It's the, it is the same thing. And one of us is. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Oh All right. God. Well, it's on the line, um, and we'll post the results on our on our blog page. I'd like to see who people. I like to see what people think. Poll question. Poll yeah, question. Poll question. Oh, that's a good idea. Poll question. But you got to post our lineups. Get a screen grab of the lineups. Yep. And <laughs> s- Except you have to blur out a certain word <laughs> on my. Team, I won't say it one more. Gloss like say it one more yeah, time, yeah. and I'm going to kill you. I've got enough time. Here. He's got ten <laughs> times. He's got ten bleeps on this show. Uh, uh, we, this is 10:30 p.m. Um, Eastern on Thursday night. Can we ask him about FX. Prime about Prime's camera? Yeah, how was how was Dion? Oh, oh. Dion, Dion was amazing, um, and uh, and he was so funny, great at improv. Um, really, I mean, he was great, and he and he seemed to have a pretty good time. Did he, you guys hear the report from the uh, NFL? Did he, did he, he have a good time? It. Did we treat him he right? He loved it. He loved it. Yeah. And he watched every single episode uh, up until that one. On he got the DVDs or on on his flights to and from the last couple Thursday night games. Loved you guys. One he the, tweeted out about it. What he said he was going to, and he got an Oscar, Academy, Oscar, Emmy, People's Choice Tony Award, Park, People's Choice, Man's Ramy. Choice, Man's Choice Awards, Women's he, Choice Awards. We put him in some strange situation. I mean, first thing we're like, Dion, thank you for flying in. Here you are. You're going to now be in a scene with Seth Rogen as Dirty Randy <laughs> right. and Jason Manzoukas as Rafi filming an end-of-the-world porno in Andre's house. Enjoy. And he did. <laughs> he, he was, was awesome. Awesome. Well, he's awesome. Dion. He's Dion. The man he, hosted Saturday Night Live, for crying yeah. out loud. He's so and cool. He's been there and done that. There's nothing he has yeah. not done. I know. And thank that now thank you for show. that, for making the introduction. Because yes, I have to say, just like you know, when you see at the, at the draft, which mm-hmm. we've come and, and, and witnessed in person, how mm-hmm. excited those players get to, yes. to meet. They really do it. It's really sweet. We, f- we felt the same way. It was, it was oh, very, Dion. very exciting for all of us to have Dion. He loved it. Yeah. He loved it's it. Great. Now, you're, you know, it's sort of like the gum rule. Now, me and Dion, now you might have to get Marshall and Warren. Oh, and we right. have a, by the way, we have an idea. I'm sure you do. It's been see, discussed. Yeah. Uh, of course it is. It's, it's been, been discussed. discussed. Okay. 
My season discussed. five co-stars. Season right. five co-stars. <laughs> we got a. We've got Law, and that's great. And the network mm. is very happy with season five Law, uh, Chris Law appearance. We just got networks. They just they just said, uh, can you uh, give us a little more? Is there anything else? So just. Uh, so we may uh, we may have. They don't want may... Law to have to carry the. You know, whole if I show. had a yeah. dollar for every time the suits say that about me, yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> network feels that way. About You'd have to have a meeting too. about don't, it. Don't you worry. How many times has Chris Law heard? It's Chris Law, and people said, "And what else?" Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a rich. Before man. I let you go, I got to get the the update. Give me the give, give me what I need to know. What's going on with Larry? What's going on? The curb like movie. Give me the curb. The curb like movie is in the process of being. Uh, Edited. We are going to start editing in earnest uh, in the new year. It's so shot. It's shot. It's shot. It was you. It, it was, was with. It was with him. Ham. Who else is in it? Uh, uh, was Ham Ma- in it? John Ham. Right. Michael Keaton. Um, Kate Hudson. Danny McBride. Kate Hudson. Oh. Uh, JB Smoove makes a uh, oh. makes an appearance. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. he was great. So it's a it's a pretty big comedy. It's a rock and cast. So it's in the can. It's in the can. And it will be in the edit room. We'll be in the edit room for the next few months. And uh, okay, quick, quick no, question. Hold, hold on, hold on one second. Okay. I'm not done here. Hold sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do not, do, do not, do not disturb me while I'm cross-examining. You're in the zone. You're in the zone. Um, where are we on on the curb? Not the curb, like where right, are we cur- on the curb? The curb has, itself has any of this process Here's whetted the appetite even more for Larry to? Well, we're all going to be sitting in the edit room together. We'll be sitting and we'll be editing and. When we were editing the last thing, talk inevitably turns to the next thing. Mm-hmm. So I can't report yet because we haven't actually sat down and chatted about it. But I know there will be a next thing. Mm-hmm. So it will either be... There will be a next thing. There will be a next thing. Okay. Larry's not ready to go gently into that first no. tee box is what no. you're saying. Okay. No. All right. He's, uh, there'll be... Uh, uh, so what it's going to be, I don't know, but there will be something. And uh, you know... I mean, come on. You know this, one of the first places you'll hear it is right here on the Rich Eisen podcast. Okay. So... so you know how to game the system, and you know the edit bay is your best shot yeah. to do this thing. Yeah. Even though you may, you may have other ideas, you may want to try something else eventually, but in terms of another season of Curb, the edit bay is the quiet moment. Hey, or do you wait for him to bring it up? No, we start, here's the thing. We've all, we've all, like, we just finished shooting, he just finished shooting, so the, the cupboards are a little bare, mm-hmm. but... You sit in the edit room, and then you go out in the real world, and as Jackie always says, you meet horrible people, <laughs> and horrible things are done, and you start to go, oh, that's an idea for the show. Who knows? Maybe they don't even have to leave because the fishmonger of Santa Monica delivers to the edit bay. <laughs> maybe the fishmonger of Santa Monica does something terrible on his way delivering mm-hmm. to the edit but, bay, and maybe well, Larry way, says, the other thing, that person's terrible. We should do another well, you season Well, you've got to watch his fish, by the way. <laughs> watch the fish. I'm Seriously, so you never know. know. You never know where that fish is. There will be, I'm sure there will probably be, as there, are, as there is for Curb, a little focus group mm-hmm. uh, in the coming months. For, for the Curb-like? For the Curb-like. <laughs> I, I can only imagine uh, there'll be some sort of... Back wait, off. No, my, my, <laughs> I'm not sharing that. <laughs> no, listen. I'm not sharing that. My question is this. When does the Curb-like movie premiere? Because I need to set my calendar in advance for the premiere uh, party. Uh, do not know yet. Do not know yet. Okay. But know that. We, 2013, though. Oh yeah, it'll be this. It'll be this year. And one last question. Do you have? You said you had a question. That was my question. Just, just the, the date of the premiere because I want to oh. schedule that in. Oh, so right. Well, you need because you need the, you need the hair and the makeup and all that stuff. One right. last right. question. Since it, since it is Festivus time. Yes. yes. Is there a Festivus story? Were you on staff for, for Festivus or not? Alec and I uh, actually wrote Festivus. Co-wrote the Festivus episode with uh, a very funny writer named Danny O'Keefe, who's family mm-hmm. literally had Festivus. He would tell us about this, and we just said, we're putting that on Seinfeld. So Festivus is an actual holiday in the O'Keefe. Is it called Festivus? Yes. 
It was called Festivus. And His father created. Really airing of the grievances. There was airing of grievances. There was a poll. There was there were a few other things that we didn't even put in the show. There was a clock and a box, and there was a whole bunch. Of, uh, there were some other just very strange and random things. I think it it I think it changed a little bit year to year. It wasn't it wasn't co- as codified as our so Christmas this was not made up Kyogre. out of whole cloth or any cloth. This is ripped from somebody's life. This yeah, is and, O'Keefe cloth. And, 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 and by the way, um, sadly, um, you know, uh, Mr. O'Keefe, who, who created the holiday, passed away this past year. Oh. But, you know, in his obituary in the New York Times, it talks about him as the creator of Festivus. I don't know how proud of that part he would have A been. Festivus? And, and was Festivus, Festivus for the rest of us? Was, did you make that up? Or that, was, that... That, was, that, was, that was after. Okay. That came after. We, that was your he, idea. We think Sein, uh, Danny would ha- tell us some of these stories and we're like, we're putting that on the show. And he's like, he's like that? And we're like, yeah. And by the way, the same thing with the, in, in the league. Uh, oh, the, Baba the, Man. the Baba Man. The Baba Man. Yeah. Danny <laughs> O'Keefe occasionally will help, write out, uh, help out writing on the league. And Danny O'Keefe told us a story about how he used to tell his younger brother scary stories of a man named Bobham. And he was like, and, and we said to him, we want to do that on the league. And he said, why would anyone... Want to do that on the league? Like, nobody's going to understand what a Baba Man is. Mm. Like, no, we're putting it on everyone. No, loves it. Which uh, just because of the Seinfeld, which none of the main four characters was was like the most fun to write for? Because I got to think it was Frank Costanza. But oh uh, well, I mean, Frank Costanza. Well, uh, Wayne Knight Newman. Oh yeah, yeah. Newman was a treat. I mean, it's just an absolute delight to write for Newman because I mean, just to have that nemesis, just mm-hmm. a guy brimming with sort of malice. Uh, towards those guys was that was really fun. The other thing that actually for Alec and I, one of our uh, when we were starting out was writing for we would write all of Jay Peterman stuff oh, um, nice. because some, for whatever reason we had a had an ear for voice. it, and so Lair would go, "You write the Peterman stuff, write the Peterman stuff." So two Harvard pricks were writing Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> shocked. <laughs> shocked. Uh, My favorite so Newman glad line. you came. My favorite Newman line <laughs> ever is. Uh, Remember this, Jerry. When you control the mail, you control information. <laughs> no, uh, zip codes. Oh, They're meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> Always great having you guys on here. Thank man. you so much Thank for having us. Thank you so much us. for having us. And uh, we shall see. We shall see. We a- shall see a- first to it. Peterson this week, 1030. Adrian Peterson on the, on the league's uh, uh, stirring season finale. Yeah. A very special very special. Stirring very special. season finale. Two, uh, at one, 10.30 two episode, PM. one hour. Yeah, one been, hour. I've been loving the one hour. So it's, so it's, on, it, so it's on a 10. It's on a 10.30. A 10.30. And it just goes for, for an hour. hour. Just goes for an hour. Yeah. yeah. Never ends. Never Fantastic. Ends. Very good. And uh, and good luck to you, sir. Best of luck to you. You bet. May the best team win. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie and Jeff Schaefer Thank here you. on the show. Are we Let's just wrap it up. We've, we've droned on long enough. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's get this guy's international shout-out. What's your international shout-out? Uh, I got shout an international shout-out from a – I don't have it in front of me, but a uh, a listener who's a Cardinals fan in Germany. Why not? He's been struggling, he said, so one an international shout-out. Struggling? So, struggling with the team. Oh, with the team. Yeah. It's nothing personal. No, nothing personal. He's fine. You know who you are. Well, Congratulations. <laughs> that was a very special international shout-out of the week, and I'm sure the Germans and the Atlantic, uh, Arizona Cardinal Order of course. appreciate it. I'm sure they uh, do. Lindley, you don't cough. No. Nine. <laughs> Nine, John Skelton. Nine. Nine, Lindley. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> That's basically what's going on. Um, so follow at the league FX. You are you still at the controls of that? Yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, Jackie Schaefer's at the control of at the league FX for at Chris Law and at Chris Brockman for at the Eisen podcast. I am at Rich Eisen. Signing off. Brought to you by Chevy. And thank you for Sydney Rice and Joe Beningo calling in. One of whom 
had the proper connection. Peace out. Stay listening, friends.